Hello, everybody. This music is fucking hype. Uh-oh. Give me a second while I fix my stream. That's too big. Nice, we already got a whole bunch of people in the chat. Let me get Shloms on. I gotta turn that. This music is hyping me up too fucking much. Uh, here we go. It's just wacky. Hey, Shloms. Hey. Uh-oh, you're quiet. Hold on. Let me make you louder. Say something now. How's that? It's a little better. I'm gonna let me mess with my Should sound I yell? settings. Uh, yelling's good. Yeah. <laughs> Could just yell the entire time. If you can keep so it up. Entertaining. Um. Can I change the volume on my end? I don't know. Well, if someone in chat can give us a read on how this audio is, I'm also gonna listen really quick using my other headphone. Um, say something. Hey. Uh, I'm going to go in settings and see if I can, uh, cool. here, output volume. How's that? Better? Say, say another thing. How's my volume? It sounds better. I think it sounds better. Yeah. Kiyosaki says uh, it's I'll, not bad. Um, let me, uh, I'll, I'll bump it up all the way. Yeah, even a little bit more. Sweet. How's this? I think you sound good. We'll, we'll just check in with chat because, uh, okay generally good practice um shloms i never actually asked you this how do you say your handle shloms it's shloms all right nice yeah. nice <laughs> nice um john says yeah, it, uh, it can do with another 10 percent. yeah, yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll just try to uh i'll try to speak from the diaphragm more than i normally would cool i'll, I'll, um, I'll screw with it one little bit more that I think I've got. Yes. If you right-click my user, you can up user volume. Yeah, I did that a bit. I'm just gonna crank okay. it. I'm just gonna crank you using the volume mixer, <laughs> and God help me if some other Discord sound comes in and it's gonna blast everyone's eardrums. <laughs> Synth Be Beans has subscribed on your behalf, Shloms. Thank you, Synth cool. Beans. Synth Love it. Synth Beans is cool. What's up, Synth Beans? Nice. Oh, Lithros. So, uh, Shloms, I don't know if you can see that little emoji Lithros threw in the chat. And uh, what is that? A plane? Yes, it is an. Th this is my artwork. This is an upside down plane crashing I, and burning. I love, it. <laughs> I love that. I think that should be part of the official emoji library. Yeah, it is. So, so people sub and they can use the. Uh, they can use these these emojis. We got a couple. I only have three. What do we, what do we have to do to get a shlo To get a Shlones emoji? Yeah. I think what we need to do is. You know, I've, I'm not kidding. I've toyed with trying to have the idea of having emojis for every one of my guests. And would I have to fund that? Um, I think, I think the, maybe it's too late. Maybe when I come back. Yeah. Maybe when you come back, I'm not that good at Twitch, but I think that the, yeah. the way it works is if you have enough subs, the more subscriptions you get, the more okay. emote slots they give me to use. Got it. Yeah. Twitch is very confusing to me. Yeah, um, I don't know why. Maybe because I haven't used it that much. But I mean, well, we're about to use it right now. So let's uh, let's actually. So 
let's pick a destination and a, a starting point in a plane. Um, Synthines wants to use the emote slot for Shlom's emote. I, you know what? I'm gonna I'm gonna try to do that. I'm gonna write that down. That would be amazing. I, I would be honored. I don't even I don't know if I get a full slot, but Shlom's emote. I'm literally gonna write this down because you got a great face for an emote. Um, <laughs> so Shlom's, as you can see on the screen, uh, we have the entire world at our disposal. Um, and we can fly from point A to point B. We can teleport around if we get bored. Um, yeah. We've been some places before, of course. Yeah, but... I, I feel like I need to know where you've been in order to inform my decision. We, we've or... done New York a lot. We've done a little bit of China. We've done Dubai. We've done the pyramids. We've done cool. decent amount of Italy. Uh, we've not done, like, London. We've not done... I think we've done a couple of really freezing places. Right. Um... We did. Can we do North North Korea? <laughs> yeah, we let's try to do that. Let's see what it what my options are. Can you it find feels, a... It feels appropriate. <laughs> I love that you proposed that. Um, all right, so I just recently uh, looked at a map to find out where North Korea is, but it's a lot harder to tell really? when, there's, when there's these fucking um, clouds in the way. Um, can Can you not search it? No, you can. Um, but okay. let me. Thank you. Lithros is fucking reading my mind. FNJ. Do you see that? Lithros just threw the airport code in the chat. I'd like to believe that he just knows that offhand. Right. That would be cool. Um, F, there, LFNJs in Europe. I'm not seeing FNJ. Why is that? ZKPY. Pyongyang. Yeah, that sounds right. Where should we fly? South Korea? Yeah, I think that would be fun. I mean, I, I haven't played this game, which is embarrassing to admit, so I don't know how long that, that would take. Can we go nice and leisurely? Yeah, well, it'll tell us. That'll take us cool. an hour and a half, which is actually not bad, given the yeah, amount of fucking around. And also, um, by the way, hello, audience. Everybody's coming in. Hello, Blunderbusted. So we're going to basically chill for a while. I want to talk to Shalom's about the stuff he's working on and I have a bunch of thoughts and questions about that. And then yes, we will avoid getting missiles out of the sky, I think. And then we're going to watch some Looney Tunes. And, and, and so I think the hour and a half is decent. And we'll have some extra time to fuck around. Um, Shalom's, we got to pick a plane. Ooh. So also By the way, your, your followers ask hard questions. Well, what do we have? Oh, on the, in the list of questions yeah. you got. Uh, yeah. On Twitter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, um, All right, planes. So here's the deal with planes. So I'm going to scroll through them kind of quick. You just tell yeah. me if something catches your eye. Planes come in categories. Um, I there's want something really weird or very old. Weird or old. Okay, so fighter jet. We got Airbus type planes. Mm -hmm. um, we've got some of these planes really are shitty, but that's okay. We can fly a shitty plane. Um, shitty plane sounds fun. Yeah, it, it sounds fun. Whatever, whatever the shittiest plane you can think of is. <laughs> that, that little diamond one looks funky. Uh, diamond, diamond shape, or is it called? Oh, diamond aircraft, diamond, the blue yeah. guy. Let's or take the, the blue icon. Guy. Icon looks. Yeah, either. Yeah, the icon's pretty weird. Let's see. Yeah, let's do. Let's do icon. Okay, so you want like I think possibly the slowest, lowest flying oh. plane. Okay, sorry, Ed. <laughs> That's okay. We're going over North Korea. We don't, you know. Right. 
see what's going on. Right. All right. Cool. Faster. By the way, that did increase the flight time to three hours and forty minutes, and we uh, won't have the right. gas. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's go back. I'll I'll be a little more decisive, and we'll get something more uh, practical. Yeah, so you can look at the cruise speed. Um, yep. Okay. Cruise speed. Uh, these Cessnas. So the one we picked is um, eighty-five. I don't know this Textron Aviation. Yeah, I was gonna say that that Textron looked cool. Cool. Is this the one? This is faster. This will be. Yeah, that brings us back to a half. We can switch yes. it when we're in game. Oh, cool. Let's do it. All right, nice. We're loading up. Um, Shlomes. I've, I've already spammed your chat. Have you? Oh, wait, hold on. Are you... You're in the right thing, right? You're in the right... You're in the live one, right? That says your name on the screen? Oh, uh, yeah. Sweet. Okay. Last time we had somebody who was in the wrong... Who, they were watching one of my videos of a different stream for like 20 minutes. Um <laughs> Well, I mean, we were like looking at the map and the planes together. So no, that's true. That's coincidental true. timing. You yeah. you don't see my my Unicode characters in the chat? I actually don't. Oh, uh, maybe I'm shadow banned already. You, you broke Twitch. Yeah. All right, hold on. Let me. Uh, all right, we're we're, we're in. This looks very cyberpunk. It looks super dark, actually. Um. I, I mean, I kind of love it, but I guess there might be darker stretches. Let's see. Hold on. Let's, I can change the time. It, it is cool. Hold yeah, on. can we do something like, like dusk? Yes. I don't, I don't don't really know what time that is. Dusk? What time is dusk? We can also do dawn. Dawn is good, too. Because it'll get lighter. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah that's smart. This is kind of cool. All right, let's do something like that. How do I get this game? I know that's a really dumb question. Uh, I think this is probably on the Microsoft Store. Okay. All right, dude, we're going to fly over North Korea. Can't wait. Let's do this. I'm a little disappointed my, my chat stuff isn't working. It'll figure that out. Yeah, it's weird. Even Look at my title. It's just an exclamation point. No, I see, see, I see the Unicode characters. Maybe it depends on... Uh... Uh, what computer you're on? Harmony Lion has a question for you in chat. Cool. How do you pronounce your name? Is it Swedish? No, it's extremely Jewish. <laughs> um, and usually I assume that everyone knows that. So like I, prior to all this stuff happening a couple weeks ago, I, I was on a video call with someone because I was a little less serious about my anonymity, and they were really surprised that it wasn't Asian. A lot <laughs> of people think that I'm the the DJ Shlomo. Uh, Shlomo. Um, even though they, they just liked the name Shlomo and then they just chose to slap an H in there because they thought it looked cool. So now, like, everyone misspells my name because of that guy's, like, offhand decision to throw an H in there. So now I, I really hate him. But where did he throw the H in? He spells it S H L O H M O. Shlomo. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, that's so a little There's nice. your answer. I did wonder if it was Jewish. Yeah, I, mean, so I, you know, I was. Shlomo. I was born in Israel, and my parents didn't bother to give me an English name. Oh, no shit. Yeah. Um, and actually, my, my best friend and brother-in-law are both named Shlomo. Oh, I, I th for some reason, I parsed that for a second as you saying that your brother was also named Shlomo. <laughs> I was like, wow, <laughs> that's commitment. Yeah. Um, yeah. 
Um, Jersey ruining his Jewish cred. Someone said in the chat. Hell, you talking about Lutros? <laughs> uh, someone asked if Shlomo's my legal. Yeah, Shlomo's my legal name. It's Hebrew for Solomon, so it's it's. I'm named after. Well, I'm not named after King Solomon, but that's the where the name originates from is, is King Solomon, the son of King David. So when I was in Hebrew school, they were you in Hebrew? Are you Jewish? Yeah, yeah, I'm Jewish. Oh. Um, hey, brother. Yeah, what's up, man? <laughs> yeah, good to I meet up with you. I thought you were Christian. Because I, I can be both. Well, I don't know if you can really be both, but maybe you can be a little bit of. Anyway, I don't. I don't have the. I don't have the credentials to opine on that. Um, yeah. But uh, no, my my name is Italian, so my my dad's Italian. Oh, um, okay. Which is where that comes from. But uh, right. The in Hebrew school, uh, they called me Yosef because my middle name is Joseph, and um, your first name would be Michal. Yeah, I feel like that would just be a lot more straightforward. You know, thing they call me. Um, Michal. Well, yeah, but then if if you kept that, I, most people can't pronounce the ch part. Michal. Yeah. Yeah, but in Hebrew school, they're teaching you how to pronounce that. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, real quick. Lithros, this is one of those situations where I'm not really gain. I'm really slowly gaining altitude. Is this just a slow fucking plane, or am I like fucking something up? If you want to throw some thoughts in the chat at some point, I'd be interested because even after this, is, this would be our thirteenth or fourteenth, depending on how you count, episode. Um, and I still am, am shit at flying these planes. By the way, just to show you. Um, yeah, I, I want to know exactly what you're doing right now. Like, how how technical is this? So. It looks the game is complicated, but you can play it in a simple way. So I'm holding a PlayStation controller. Uh, as you can see here on the on the screen, though, all these little things do stuff. So, like, I can flip. Oh, yeah, these buttons do stuff. They light up. Um, they, they flip. They, you know, you can move the yoke around. You can... There's the, thr the throttle, right? You know, like, propeller control decrease barometric pressure like i just flip all the buttons i can but um so people i think actually train at uh they train at real planes using flight simulators right so i love that we're, we're talking about flight simulators but i'm also having a, a heart to heart with harmony about uh their uh being jewish and christian at the same time oh we're yeah getting a lot done <laughs> Will I stop being Jewish? Am I getting against my heritage in some awful way? Will I feel guilty forever? Why do I relate to that? Yeah, I was about to say <laughs> that. I, yeah, I mean, we can talk about that later if that's something that interests your audience, but I relate very deeply to that. I mean, I don't know. Since we're on the topic, what, do you want to say more? Sure, yeah. I grew up, um, by mo I guess by most people's standards, probably extremely religious. Um, my my great-grandpa was like a like i guess gray area cult rabbi in the 70s it's not you know not not ex not exactly a cult but sort of a cult okay um, he he had like a lot of a lot of hippie uh jewish people that he would sort of bring close to religion he had like bob dylan and uh i forget who the other guy was but they came through his uh his school a little they weren't officially in the school but they they hung out there it's like real real uh Real hippie stuff, and then my my grandpa took that school over, and it sort of started the community where I grew up. Okay. So like, uh, in that community, everyone you know knew who I was. I was the the rabbi's grandson, um, which yeah. sort of, you know, in high school when I started to you know, started to stray from the from the beaten path, 
uh, sort of put a lot of attention on me, you know, and and the rabbis would um, the rabbis would take take a lot of stuff I think extra seriously and and get more frustrated than they would with like the other students um, because they could tell that I wasn't really fitting the mold, and you, you know, I was the the rabbi's grandson. I've heard that there's a so I have a couple friends, including um, uh, Prince Vogel, came on. Uh, the show super early. I have a couple of friends who grew up in fun, in like soup. I don't know if fundamentalist is exactly the right term because I'm not like caught up on how the, the even the terminology works. But right. um, it's super Christian context where there's kind of it's kind of like a meme to be a pastor's kid. They say like yeah. PK. Um, yeah, and, for sure. And it like means a, it means a thing. It's like they I, I guess the way I think it was him describing it is that PKs always turn out ultra straight edge or ultra not or something like that yeah i, I don't yeah i don't think it's specifically a christian or a jewish i think it's like a human nature thing yeah for sure i think it right. probably translates to most religions with like um sort of priest equivalents right for sure um, um oyster asked if you if it was a kibbutz or and i'm also kind of curious no, if it's along no, those lines. It was, uh, no so a kibbutz is usually a lot more um well, first of all, usually in Israel and more um, political, like socialist almost. This was very uh, mainline Orthodox community. Um, I don't want to say where, but in, in the right. United States. Right. Uh, so so I, I mentioned that my great grandpa was like the, this sort of semi-famous hippie rabbi, but then my, my grandpa took it much more in very Orthodox uh, black hat direction, if that means anything to you. So not quite a Hasidic, but ultra orthodox i would say so i i in in high school i went to all boys high school uh you know had had a strict uniform stuff like that right um went to israel for a gap year after high school and that was sort of where i discovered that i you know it wasn't really for me and yeah a lot of stuff ensued and and then i you know i became a somewhat normal person but right i, I definitely think it informed a lot of a, a lot of my uh sort of abnormal behaviors or or you know quirks um i don't know if you know ronan from twitter but we were talking about that on, on clubhouse and he sort of pointed out that uh that he, he can sort of relate to to my you know like incessant need to push boundaries and, and go against the grain because um that's sort of a, a very learned behavior from the study of the talmud actually hmm. um not to go into it too much, but that's that's really like the the process of, of learning in the Talmudic uh, in the Talmudic sphere is you challenge every single point, um, you challenge authority a lot actually, which um, I think is pretty unique. That and there's a, a set there's sort of like an uh, inherent set of rules uh, that define how you can challenge the authority, but still it, it, it's a uh, you're supposed to nitpick every word, every letter, right. Um, and I thought that was an interesting, interesting uh, tie-in, and I hadn't really thought of that before. So he just sort of blew my mind with that. Well, this is one of those things where the, the definition of of what it means to be like one of these part of one of these cultures gets a little it bends, right? Because there's yeah. the explicit rules, and then there's like, well, we're, you're being kind of Jewish about some some way that you right. approach life, right? Right. And and that's that's also the thing I think from a, from an external perspective like if you looked at me, uh, or or the community that I grew up in and let's say a Hasidic community or whatever 
I think most people wouldn't really know the difference. Whereas to me, there's like an entire spectrum uh, and like a huge diversity. Like I can look at someone and tell based on like something that they're wearing or how they hold themselves, like what type of, what part of Judaism they come from. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's interesting. I, 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 I was in China for a bit and we were talking, I had a, a friend who's American born, but his family's Chinese. And like, we we're talking about how Chinese people could instantly tell that he was from America. Um, right. And it someone, was... someone in the chat asked if I'm sorry, I interrupted. You. No, no. Someone in the chat asked asked if we were connected to the Chabad organization. Um, so that's interesting because actually, in the Orthodox spheres that I grew up in, Chabad was considered very heretical. So uh, you know, I, I won't give the whole backstory, but it's interesting to Google. So they had this rabbi, um, and he sort of became this like messianic figure after he died. And he was really interesting. He I think like hung out with Madonna because she was into Kabbalah. Mm, um, I've heard of that. And, yeah, and then a lot of other Jewish sects um, sort of denounced that, denounced um, Chabad later on because, uh, you know, Judaism is very not into idolizing humans. Um, uh huh. You know, so actually, who, who is the human being idolized in this in this case? Uh, he's called the Lubavitcher Rebbe. Okay, so the actual yeah. the actual rabbi. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Interesting. Um. Man, this is this is fascinating. I, I kind of like. So my situation is I grew up reform Jewish and sort of uh, became more hardcore in my faith, though, not knowing what really direction to aim it later in life. But um, and not not strictly like towards like Judaism per se. So. Right. Um, I anyway, I've got a whole story, but um I used I'd to... love to hear it, but you know, whenever you want to, yeah, yeah, discuss that type of stuff. I mean, I just found it interesting in comparison to to kind of what you're describing because, yeah, I in many ways felt like um, you could one could look back at my history and say, well, there wasn't actually a lot of pressure. Um, in a way, you know, my, my parents are super duper American. Their outlook that you know, it's like kind of like do whatever you want, right? Um, right. You know, and it's like be your own person, do your, you know, fig, if you can make money and get by and be healthy and happy, like you're cool. And, um, I used to read these samurai books. I, I, uh, released a kind of podcast style thing on my newsletter where I read bits from the Hagakure, which is this 1700 samurai manual. And I went through this Sounds period cool. in my, it's super crazy shit. Um, but in my adolescence where it, th this work is like explicitly is like, fanaticism is good you know um and i think i kind of like maybe for many years felt like i was trying to like spin meaning out of the void a little bit um sure. by trying to have some code or some kind of like set of rules etc that i wasn't exactly having imposed on me by my pretty normal high school right. and my pretty normal like religious context and pretty normal everything else but it's, it's like, like i felt like i needed it flip side of my adolescence uh-huh that's interesting because yeah. for me, there was there were such strict rules, and I just wanted to strip away all the rules. And I, someone in your chat, um, this uh, poster by Kurzgis, I don't know how to pronounce it, Kurzgesagt, YouTube channel, but it is about optimistic nihilism, and like that's really what I, like, what I aspired to. I think as a like late teenager in my early twenties. Right. You know? um, I I just didn't want to have any any sort of external rules. I really wanted to simplify, like, my moral, uh, yeah, my values, I, you know? Um, right. And uh, I 
think that pretty accurately describes where I ended up at. But but um, during my teenage years, I think um, pushing back against the really strict rules that I grew up with uh, ended up in like a lot of anger and and uh, yeah, I guess like depression stuff like that. Right. So I, I was a pretty pretty wild teenager. I got my shit together in college. Right. And I, I won't go into it too much, just in case I end up getting doxxed and work comes and, and listens right. to philosophers playing Twitch. Right. Flight Simulator. That uh, that uh, you know, um, yeah. arsonist that he had on his. <laughs> <laughs> um, so let's talk really quick. So so yeah, no, thank you for kind of covering that. I I uh, was like maybe we'll touch on religion, but didn't expect to jump in. Yeah. But but, but yeah, I'm into hey, it. By the way, I, I tend to to ramble and go on tangents a lot, so please uh, cut me off if I'm getting too uh to us at Tarek and no, bring me back to it makes you a perfect guest because i can just fucking Thanks. chill and fly the plane and yeah. like I don't, i'm know. also watching you flying the plane and feeling just extremely relaxed and uh philosophical nice nice it's beautiful so this this game came out like this year so the cra- graphics are pretty pretty great um is it just like a graphic reboot of an exist the existing flight simulator they redid the whole thing i uh i don't know the exact like the exact like um Holy shit! Harmony Lions got some crazy, some crazy emoji. Oh, those are—I thought those were like weird skeletons, but those are refs. Um, The—I uh, don't know the history of it, but we're flying over Bing Maps. Oh, cool. Have we passed over Pyongyang yet? Um, do we know where we will? It's, uh, I don't know. I don't know where the city is. We just left from the ZKPY right. Right. airport. Can you go really low and we like look at the landscape, or will that make you crash? You know, we can try it. Um, I can also, yeah, we'll, let's go a little lower. It's easier with like a fighter jet. Okay, we yeah. basically Lithros is saying we started by Pyongyang, Pyongyang, and Pyongyang okay. is very small and crappy. That somehow I believe Lithros. Lithros knows everything. Lithros is the uh, is the uh, when everything's going to shit, he he throws the guidebook from the back of the plane. I'm like. <laughs> figure it out um so let's um well fuck it let's let's go down deep and i'll I'll start start making my way down um i don't know who's here in the chat and like what y'all know about nfts and stuff like that because i assumed that we would kind of like do the nft discussion like talk about like stuff uh shalom's has made um i do have uh nearby your uh oh hold on let me it's really up to your audience because I have no idea if that's the most interesting thing about me or if they don't care and they'd rather us, you know, talk about everything else. It's really up to them. Lithra said, said I, I was inspired to create NFT art by you. That's awesome. Can can you drop a link in the chat? Will it no, moderate you, that? No, no, no. You, can, you totally can. Um, yeah, yeah, drop a link. I want to see that. Well, hold on. Let's really quick, let's like look at your stuff. I'm going to kind of try to let the plane sure. fly itself. It keeps turning its nose up. God damn, this fucking... <laughs> do you have it there should i send you links um i think i have it here i'm just gonna be okay. let me uh fuck around real quick i think i need to click um here we go plus window capture add source new source add source uh there we go um now let me change oh, this copy and paste of this and it doesn't make any sense so is this is this where it should be? Yeah. So this is the last one that I made, um, but I can send you a, a link that'll should link to all of them on Rarible, so it won't show like the original pages because I've done on all the different platforms. Which yeah. We talk about. But yeah, this is the last one. Um, 
Yeah, send it over. Well, Lithros is sending his. Let's take a look at that one. I guess you can even actually just drop it in the chat. That works fine. Oh, yeah, that works. Right. Real quick, I'll, I'll show Lithros's because... Oh, cool. Somber lay the lovers by the saltifying sea. Sick. Whoa. That's crazy. I like these See colors. That? Yeah. All right. I'm just going to drop the basic timeline. Okay. So, and then I'll drop a link. Um, and I made like two more visual things that um, I don't really consider like part of the main collection. It was just, you know, inspired by something sort of did on a whim and then uh, gave the pro most of the proceeds to charity. Uh-huh. Um, but this is like the main conceptual thing that people are uh, mostly oh. interested in. And then here's here's a link so we can see all of them in one place. Perfect. It'll be posted on Rarible, so we won't see the auction info. But all right, cool. Yep. Let's uh, take a look here. And our plane seems to be doing good, cruising over. How, how many North people? Korea. Lithros. How many? How many people does this uh, plane hold? I'm getting uh, having a hard time telling the scale. I can actually look back in the plane. That's so cool. I can. Uh... There we go. Look. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Oh, nice. Look, interior looks pretty nice. It is cool, yeah. Yeah. They, they add a lot of little touches. It's like, look at the bolts. Yeah, there's like stitching. You know? Yeah, yeah, stitching and shit. They've got. um. Like the floor, like you kind of yeah. can tell what's going on. The like, piping had like little creases when it bended. Right. Yeah, and you just wobble around in the sky while your plane just turns for weird reasons you don't understand. But let's look back at the... Uh... Of course, 10 years from now, we'll look back on this and like marvel at how terrible the graphics were. Right. Look at this trash. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. All right, cool. Well, hold on. Lithros, I keep, I keep turning left. <laughs> Why does it keep turning left? Is there wind? It's <laughs> a Texas gunner. It's got to be some kind of autopilot shit. I'm gonna do the active pause, so we'll, we'll just kind of hang in the air. Um, let's look at let's look at your stuff. So, um, what am I looking at? What should I take a look at? So we can just run through like the main four in a row, I suppose. Yeah. Um, so Let's the first it. one would be uh, one by one. Okay. A single transparent pixel. Yeah. Not much to look at. If you right-click, you might be able to open it up in your browser. If you right-click on the image itself. Which is somewhere here. Somewhere in there, yeah. Okay, so I'll just take your word for it. Okay? All right, yeah. Cool. Um, yeah, it's pretty, you know, pretty much what it sounds like. Um, someone bought that for 0.2 Ether. At the time, it was about $300. Yeah. Um, and I, I was ecstatic because I had paid about $200 equivalent to mint it. I was kind of debating whether or not I should because it seemed like a lot of money to basically ship host and mm. I assume no one would care. So I, I was pretty happy. He ended up getting a two ether bid, which is, you know, 1,000% return. And he didn't sell it, which I take as a compliment. Totally. Uh, yeah. And then the next one. So I called it a completely blank PNG file, which isn't 100% true because I think technically it's not a PNG file since it doesn't have any bytes specifying it as a PNG file. Uh -huh. It's really just an, a completely empty file 
that I named a PNG to allow my to allow me to upload it because um, most right. of these sites, you know, you can only upload, let's say, a PNG, a MP4, or whatever. Um, and it's one of it's it's probably tied with a couple of other NFTs because I think a couple people, I don't know if it was before or after, but people uh, experimented with the same thing. Uh huh. Um, and wait, I have so, a question then. So then, sure. when it says. Uh, 30% of sales will go to the to creator. Is that that's yes. at the time of the sale? No. So, so, okay. So the first one I did was on Zora. Mm -hmm. um, I, and on Zora, you can set the percentage of royalties. Um, and then the guy who bought it was nice and added 20%. So if that sells, I'll get 40 on Rarible. Uh -huh. There's a, a baked in 30% royalties. So I got, I think, I think they charged two and a half percent. So I, I got pretty much everything. And then, um, would get 30% of any secondary sales. So if the, the buyer sells it to someone else. Oh, so like you, you keep getting 30%. Yeah. And, uh. and part, of the, part of the thing is that um, certain platforms are interoperable. You can move the token from one platform to another and the auction mechanic uh, mechanism doesn't really port over and, and neither do the royalties. Uh -huh. So they're working on that from what I understand. I mean, I'm not the most technical with this stuff. Right. Um, okay. Yeah. But I, yeah. Usually, I think buyers are pretty cool about it. So zero, zero by zero. I don't really know how to, how to, what to call it. I guess zero x zero sold for four ether. Yeah. Um, and that was pretty fucking crazy. Right. Um, oh, sorry. I, I shouldn't curse. No, it's fine. Um, yeah, I, I thought that was cool. Um, and and the first one got a little bit of attention on Twitter. Then this one, you know, sold for a, a more serious amount and got a lot more attention and also more criticism which is good because after the first one i think right. i even tweeted like i was a little concerned that no one was telling me that it was complete bullshit <laughs> if you're making like a piece of conceptual art and everyone's just like wow that's really right. cool then you're probably not making very good conceptual art um obviously you don't want 100 percent of people to tell you it's bullshit because then it's probably bad but there's like a certain critical proportion right. that you probably want people to hate your your artwork right um right Okay. We were pretty close, you know. It, I didn't have enough critics then, but uh, yeah. But but the, the the people who were criticizing those first two things, uh, you know, pretty much exactly what you would expect. You know, this they is... don't see any art there. It's uh, you know, nothing visually appealing about it. Um, so for my my, and 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 also like, how can something with one or zero pixels be art, right? Like it's just, right. uh, you know, trying to get attention or something. So for the uh. For the third piece, I decided to uh, appease the pixel critics, right. <laughs> uh, give them as many pixels as I possibly could within you know the constraints. Right. Um, so I posted that one on Foundation um, because they have a higher like megabyte limit for PNGs. Mm -hmm. um, and um, so I actually wanted to go another standard deviation. I, I wanted to go one level higher, but uh -huh. ended up being way too big and like melting my computer. Um, so this is where I got to. Um, basically, it's a one million pixel PNG, um, and then embedded within it, there's a zip file. Uh, and there's some confusion, so I can explain how I actually did it. But yeah, there's a zip file, with, uh -huh. and then you keep going down. There's a series of nested zip files, and then ultimately, all the way at the bottom of this, you know. Um, sort of tree there's another 99 million copies of itself uh-huh so in total 100 trillion pixels um 
How? The second I the second I minted it, I was like, "Holy shit! I should probably double check that math." But I, I think it checks out. Right. And then, because it contains a hundred trillion pixels, I called it uh, ten million by ten million, even though it's obviously not actually a, a ten million square pixel image. Yeah, for sure. And you probably had to program it to beat to do that. Uh. You'd think so, but I'm not smart enough to do that, and I didn't. Um, I think I, and I, by the way, I think I am the, as far as I know, the first person to mint like a, a file embedded with another type of file or like a zip file. Yeah. Probably not because there's, you know, but it's not really something like people have done. But yeah. I think it sort of unlocks like some cool shit you could do in a very like hacky way, which is appealing to me. But um, right. you know, what I did is I took the image, put it in a folder, made 10 copies. Mm-hmm. Um, and then zipped that, and then made ten copies of that. Okay, so you file you just took that. advantage of like the fact of yeah. multiplication, basically. Yeah, but if you're going by a power of ten, you actually get to hundred trillion pretty fast. I mean, I'm sure Lithros can tell us exactly how, <laughs> how many levels, but it, I mean, it really didn't take that long to make. Yes. Uh, and right. Re- really, the hardest part was keeping track of how many there were. Right. Um, you you don't want someone I, being like you fucker you gave me a hundred right. trillion pixels <laughs> right <laughs> this is worth I, nothing <laughs> i went in there and uh there's a little a, a little easter egg somewhere in there that no one's found yet so mm. if anyone has a couple uh hours to spare uh-huh i'm sure there's some easy way of figuring that out if you like scan it somehow um but right yeah so that's that's uh 10 million by 10 million that one went for 11.11 ether which is insane um, at the time, it was like seventeen thousand dollars. Now that's right. a little more than twenty because Ether went up so much this week. Right. And that, I mean, you know, I'm not that far out of college. I'm not particularly wealthy, and I probably didn't invest as much in, in crypto as I should have in like 2017. So, like, that's a really a, an astonishing amount of money for me. No, totally. Um, yeah. And then, um, then no, yeah, yeah, go ahead. What about this? I hope the world lasts for you because that's I think the first one years that I saw. Yeah, so that's actually the second edition of that one. Um, basically, I, and and the other one I think was probably a little prettier. Out, of, it d- doesn't show up on here for some reason. I could send you the link. Hmm. But uh, yeah, there's this really cool video. Well, I shouldn't say cool. It's because it's pretty sad. But a video of this uh, old man with Wernicke's aphasia. Hopefully, I'm pronouncing that correctly. We could watch uh, this really quick, just because I, yeah. I do. I obviously like. I want to talk about like this, like mm-hmm. the the one by one and stuff like that, but. I, for me, just personally, like, this gives me a little bit of proof of artistry, because I, I don't know how I Thanks, feel. That, that, that means a lot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, because, I, I mean, I'm not trying Some to, like... people have said that it dilutes my shit, which I, I don't really care what they Nah, care. fuck yeah. them, no. Here, I, I sent you the link to the first one. I, I'm a little prouder of that one, even though it's a little less complex. There's less detail to it. Cool. Where, where is um, that link? Oh, I sent it on Discord. I'll send it here, oh, too. Okay. So here's the first one. Basically what happened is, and it's not the platform's fault at all, but I had previously used foundation where there's a reserve price, so that's a minimum like a floor price. Mm-hmm. On Zora, there's an ask price, which is like a buy it now. So I set that at like what I wanted the minimum to be, and someone just snapped it up oh, okay. and bought it for that price. And that, and that's why I made another edition, and I like talked to the guy, so I think it was okay. Um, but it was pretty disappointing because like I was giving half to charity and you know thought it would probably go for a decent amount more than that. So... Yeah, ended up making, you know, sort of an alternate version. Um, and this one, this one, you know, I was sort of trying to elicit how, like, the, there was, like, a real sweetness to the guy's voice, even though he's clearly really confused. Yeah, he's, where can I find that video? Kind. 
Yeah, I'll, I'll send it to you. Yeah. He's like super kind um, and, and warm, and it's hard to tell how there he is intellectually because basically this condition, um, you sort of speak normally, but it doesn't syntactically make any sense. Yeah. You know, your tone of voice and everything uh, sort of mimic that of someone who's speaking. This synth bean says, wasn't that guy kind of annoying? The old guy with, with aphasia? <laughs> I didn't think so. Maybe. Um, oh, let's let's play it real quick. It's a, it's a minute and a half. Yeah. So really, the important the the last the the quote in the artwork is the last thing that he said, and I don't know. It always just stuck in my head, you know. Yeah. It's a cool quote. Let's just play it real quick. Oh, Sinfin oh. says the guy who bought it. <laughs> the guy who bought it. No, we're not we're no, not no, talking shit about cool. the guy. Um, yeah. You won't be able to hear, hear this when I play this unless you tune into the Twitch audio. By the way, Shalom's, but I'll just hit play and. You've seen it's all good. Hi, Byron. How are you? I'm happy. Are you pretty? You look good. What are you doing today? We stayed with the water over here at the moment to talk with the people for them over there. They're diving for them at the moment. We tell a statement at the moment. He'll water very soon for him. Good luck for him. So we're on a we will sort right here, and they'll save their hands right there for and, them. And what were we just doing with the iPads? Uh, right at the moment, they don't show a darn thing. <laughs> <laughs> with the iPad that we were doing. Like, here? I'd like my change for me and change hands for me. It was happy. I would talk with Donna sometime. We're out with them. Other people are working with them and them. I'm very happy with them. This girl was fairly good and happy when I play golf and hit those trees. We play out with the hands. We save a lot of hands on hold for people, for us, other hands. I don't know what you get, but I talk with a lot of hands for him. Sometimes. When I talk of any more to say him. All right. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I appreciate it, and I hope the world lasts for you. Thank you. It's been a pleasure. Bye-bye. Have a good day. So, uh, yeah, man, that fucking video. Yeah. It's like not the most highbrow inspiration for an artwork or anything, but, um, I don't know. It's one of those videos I just come back to. That last quote, like, really just, uh, resonated a lot. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I just had this. I was. I can't remember if I like watched it and wanted to make something about it, or if I was like trying to think of what I can make with like my sort of chaotic Unicode stuff that would actually be meaningful. And then like thought of, um, thought of the video. But yeah, mm -hmm. I mean, I guess it's pretty obvious what I'm going for. I tweeted about it a little. I don't like to like, overexplain my art, but yeah, for sure. And, and I guess actually, I mean, now that you pointed out, I, I don't know why I didn't explicitly. I might have intuited the connection, but I don't know why I didn't explicitly make it. But like, just the you know the the crazy text and stuff is in this yeah. one, right? Yeah, and it's like you know, it's like it's all punctuation marks, right? It's um, yeah, there's no like letters, but it's like you know, just jumbled syntax, I guess, if that makes and uh, right. But with, then with, you know, I think aesthetically, I, I was trying to evoke, like, kindness through, like, confusion and uh, chaos, I suppose. Totally. And, 
And then with the other one, I, I tried to make it a little darker because it fundamentally is like a tragic condition. Um, right. Yeah, so, you know, I, I was pretty... I don't consider myself an artist, really, and I don't have much technical talent, so I had no... You know, I just thought it looked cool, and I I know that my sense of aesthetics sometimes doesn't really, bo like, approach what the average person probably is into, so I had no idea if anyone was going to like that. I, I told my girlfriend that I, you know... I wasn't even sure if I was going to post it or anything because it right. meant something to me, but, I, you know, um, so I felt pretty good about it. Um, yeah, I just wanted to make sure to show that one because it's, it's a little bit different from the, the group of them. Um, the, uh, what do I even want to ask you? It's interesting. Because um, there is that puzzle, right? There's the, you've probably heard the Picasso quote. You know, you the journalist asked Picasso to explain his art. Have you heard this one? And he says... No, but I, I can imagine. No, they asked him to explain his art, and he said, if I could explain it, I wouldn't have had to make it. Right. Um, you know, it's like, that's the right. <laughs> that's it. That's the expression. Yeah. Um, right, yeah. Art, I mean, the whole... Someone asked, I think, uh, on Twitter, like, what... Maybe I'm paraphrasing or getting it completely wrong, but, you know, what art is supposed to mean. I'm probably butchering that question, but... Or what the purpose of art is. Um, I think the purpose of art is to express something that you can't express any other way, you know, or or to evoke a feeling. And by evoke, I mean you know you're you're transferring it. Um, and when when you make a, a piece of art, I think inevitably every single person who looks at it is going to feel slightly differently than you did. Um, mm -hmm. And probably the goal with most art, at least, is to try to get them to feel as closely to what you feel, you know, to communicate as clearly as possible. Mm. Sometimes, uh, and that's where you get more conceptual, the goal is to confuse, right? And, and then you're not, you're sort of obfuscating the initial intention. Mm. Um, and, you know, I think, personally, I think, like, good conceptual art should at least have a fundamental... Uh, motivation somewhere underneath and not just like you're doing something random because it seems like it would appear meaningful and confusing to someone does that make sense I, um, yeah i think so some some kind of underlying like i don't know is it that you you the artist find it beautiful or interesting in some way maybe maybe yeah. it's not your own art but the the thing that it's about right and then there's obviously art that's just enjoyable and doesn't necessarily mean much like i don't know yellow submarine uh -huh. I think the Beatles are sort of a good example because they have work that sort of spans all the different like archetypes of artistic motivation, like happy, fun, you know, yellow submarines, just enjoyable, or like, I don't know how familiar you are, uh -huh. but Obladi, Oblada, like, you know, uh, then they have uh, number nine, which is just like complete garbled nonsense. Mm. Um, and then they have stuff like sort of all in between and, and on the spectrum of abstraction and... Uh, you know incoherence right the um yeah it's such a hard thing to talk about i i think in part it's kind of interesting because one thing that happens when artists get good at something they gain some skill is that they end up mastering some tool and then i think so, to some degree they end up just fiddling with it to do something right. with it and see what it can do and then like sometimes that's worth sharing even if right. it's not some kind of highbrow thing yeah no that's true for sure um so I guess I, I'm kind of, it occurred to me to, to hit you up to be on the show for a few reasons. Mm -hmm. And for my own kind of personal shit that I'm working on and thinking about, the 
I'm I'm becoming more and more fascinated with like new shit, right? Mm-hmm. And finding out what that even means. It's like what is new? What is just like rehashing something old? It seems new, but it's not really new. And so, right. you know, you wake up one day, you, you're fucking around on Twitter, and they're talking about NFTs. It's like what are NFTs, right? <laughs> is this a thing? You know, is this like new and interesting? Is this some kind of rehashing of an old thing? Is there something? But in any case, no one knows yet because it's sort of like society needs to calculate out the answer yes and so then you know someone like you grabs onto it and goes somewhere with it and then it like maybe that is part of what helps make it a thing or or not right like one thing i think about is like even video games don't have that kind of like artistic um they don't get that kind of artistic respect even though it's been decades right since they're you know the, the the medium has evolved and there's like a lot of like good story and stuff but even so it's like could you see a video game in a museum? Probably somebody's done it. Um, but it's not the same kind of level of social acceptance or whatever. Right. So and, then and sometimes it just takes time, right? Like yeah, hundred years from now, I'm sure a lot of the famous video games uh, from our generation will be in uh, museums. I'm not sure in like what format. Right. Uh, Whether it's a history museum or an art yeah. museum. Right. Or like the impressionists, right? Everyone just thought that was like some newfangled uh, artistic bullshit. And, and that, painting should be a an accurate you know technically skillful representation yeah. of of uh real life right it was it was considered complete garbage when it came out mm-hmm. now those are some of the most like revered painters ever mm. um mm-hmm. yes so, i mean i i can launch into my you know little tirade about nfts if you want yeah totally so i Hit you me. know I, as with most things i you know i i I tend to hold two conflicting beliefs at once about pretty much everything. Mm. So I'm, I'm not going to, you know, just get on your stream and just start pitching to everyone why NFTs are like the future. But I think that conceptually they're super interesting. Mm. Um, and, and part of the, part of the thing I think is that they present an alternate uh, future conception of, of digital ownership, even if the technology isn't a hundred percent there yet. Um, and, um, and that's the thing with like crypto a couple of years ago. Now it's increasingly clear that it's going to be around, you know, probably forever or, you know, for the near future. But, um, you know, you have a new technology um, that, that comes along and people think like, oh, if the price of Bitcoin is going down now, that means that it was bullshit. Right. Um, uh-huh. But really, it's, you know, it's the beginning of of a of a redefinition of, let's say, what it means to to what, what it means to uh, create a currency or what it means to own an artwork. So to start with NFTs, what's interesting to me um, is how it's sort of redefining what it means to own something digitally, right? And, mm. and I think to start with, I mean, if you think about what it actually means to own something, I think it's very hard to come up with a definition, right? Yeah. What, you look at the stuff that's all around you and, you know, like I'm looking at my mug. I own this mug, but like imagine an alien from a planet where they don't really have possessions and you try to explain to them what it means to own that mug and why if someone else, you know, takes that mug, it makes them kind of a dick. Yeah. It's kind of hard to express, right? Um, I, I might, I might, to... I might be able to throw, throw an interesting phrase out just because while you're talking sure. about it, there's this phrase um, of rivalrous versus non-rivalrous goods. And this is something libertarians end up talking about because they'll say, if I take your phone, that means you can't use your phone anymore. Right. But, but if I take your idea, you can still use your idea. And so they right. try to often use, use that argument to sort of 
argue against intellectual property protection and various things like that. But right. uh, NFTs sits in that weird space in between. Exactly. But the thing is that societally, we've sort of accepted a lot of things that mirrored NFTs. Mm -hmm. uh, if that makes any sense. The, 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 that sort of concept of ownership, right? Like I was talking on Clubhouse to this guy who's some like OG domain name investor. He's very confused about why owning a uh, owning like a blockchain based reference to a one copy of a digital piece of art would be considered actually owning it or, or considered interesting or valuable at all. But uh, this guy made his you know fortune or however much he made because there's a centralized entity mm -hmm. that you know defines you know strings of characters that you that you can and can't claim. And if you do claim it by paying them money, then you can put whatever you want there as a website, right? Mm. And that's a completely abstract uh, form of ownership, right? That's just defined by a centralized uh, centralized entity. It's just a string of, of characters that if I type in um, into my browser, you know, points to whatever they choose. There's no, there's no substance there, right? Like, they mm. don't, what do they actually own? What they own is uh, some centralized entity saying that they own it, right? Or if you... Uh, you know, go on your go on your phone and do some some online banking. Like, the dollar is largely a, a digital currency right now, not a not a cryptocurrency. Right. Um, so there's owner. The concept of ownership is super abstract already. You own this Twitch channel. I don't. You know, kind of hard to express what that means. Uh huh. Uh huh. Basically. Um, more, and where I think maybe it's more like it, it's more like Twitch owns it and it it lends me yeah. a, a little stand every once a week where I can come and hang out. Right. Yeah. Right, but if I like hack it, you know. Right. I'm 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 hacking you and not quite Twitch. I mean, but but yeah. So it, but with NFTs, I think where sort of the disconnect uh, comes in is like the common criticism is that you know you can make a million copies of the NFT, mm -hmm. right? Whereas I, I I think a good analogy would be like a, a signature, right? It's not mm. a physical signature. It's not like a visual signature. But let's say there are like a million Derek Jeter. I don't know why I'm thinking of Derek Jeter baseball cards. But, sure. Um, yeah, million Derek Jeter baseball cards in circulation probably get you like two bucks if you go on eBay. Um, Derek Jeter signs one of them, and now it's valuable because that's the one that you know that he signed. Uh, right. It's not really, you know, uh, it's not really fundamentally any different. It doesn't have any more inherent value other than the fact that he signed it. Probably a better, probably a better. Uh, better analogy maybe is like an artist and, and a print of their work but anyways mm -hmm. I, I think you get the point so you know i if i make if i make this artwork and someone else steals it and puts it on, on another website and tries to sell it i would think that and, and me you can you can copy someone's artwork and try to pass it off as your own but assuming they don't and you know and and the buyer has complete information i think they would be interested in the one that's you know legit signed by the creator i, th I think what nft buyers are especially of like one one of one creations what they're buying is like the sanctioned digital copy uh created by the creator and they don't really care that everyone else can access it or can save it onto their hard drive right right um and that's a form of ownership that probably 98 percent of people on the planet don't really recognize but the thing is you know like i think what society does and doesn't consider a valid form of ownership changes really quickly and once it does, it doesn't really matter if there are any stragglers who think that it doesn't constitute ownership because it just sort of does once a critical mass of people think that it does, if that makes any sense. Totally. Uh, 
and I think what you're seeing right now is an increasing amount of people who think that there is, you know, some version of the future where um, a blockchain saying that your uh, your wallet that you own the private key to, um, quote unquote, owns a specific copy of a digital um, item or file is valid ownership. And I, I think that's really cool, actually. Um, I, I think that like with any um, craze, like with the ICO craze a couple of years ago, there are going to be people who pretty much spit out any any random industry or, or concept like they're going to say, oh, this is going to fundamentally change agriculture, right? Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. You know, you could probably make like a, 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 a word generator that just like comes up with what NFTs are going to transform or what I, you know, right. what I see. But, but some of those are probably going to end up being true, I think. Um, and I'm sure that the price of Ethereum is going to crash soon because like tax season or whatever and people stop buying NFTs maybe for a while but i i think that uh that it sort of has already proven that um that there's some sort of value there and and what it what it is remains to be seen there are some problems with nfts uh, so for example and on most sites what where the 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 media is actually hosted on ipfs which is like a distributed i guess you could think of it sort of like a google drive right mm -hmm. and what's what's stored on the blockchain is actually a hash um of that image okay and that means that the actual image isn't persistent and and you know isn't stored on the blockchain forever like if ethereum lasts forever but ipfs doesn't then uh you sort of get the same problem that like the early internet did with link rot right it's partially it's partially not a terrible thing because it also means that if i steal your art and put it online or if i put something illegal or really fucked up online i sorry right. as an nft there's potential to take it down mm -hmm. um, through ipfs so you know, I'm not really a decentralization fanatic, and you know there there are some benefits to having mild centralization to some of the stuff. Yeah, it's interesting. So I because I was googling around this a little bit, and like one of the things, a lot of the so first of all, some people are really upset, right? Yes. Like some people are real mad. I so I saw yeah, a guy. Someone someone was circulating a block list on Twitter a couple mm -hmm. of people, which is just people who have minted or are into NFTs, and they're just blocking them out of the gate which i think is pretty intense yeah no I, I and that seems frenzied to me but um there's something like uh i saw someone they, they posted a picture of like it was like they made their own art of like pokemon which by the way is funny as hell because they're like it's my art of pokemon but also it's like fucking pokemon dude um but <laughs> like like you don't own that right so but anyway no right. no one notices but um and someone had I guess you can at a certain account on Twitter and it'll, I don't know what okay, happens. Tokenized, yeah, tokenized tweets. Right. So, okay, yeah, Synthabeans is talking about this. Um, oh, Oyster referenced the novel about a guy who forges paintings. The recognitions. Uh, that is fascinating. Someone should do a book group on that with like NFTs and like make an NFT about it or some shit like that. Yeah. Read that book. Um, it's interesting that people criticize like the potential for fraud or whatever. I think it would be pretty hard to think of like any form of art that completely reduces fraud, right? Like I, I was reading earlier about like hundreds of millions of dollars of uh, paintings being forged, right? And right. no one's really like, well, I guess we shouldn't make paintings then. You know, it's it's something that you try to avoid. But yeah. I don't think the the fact that it's possible 
uh, for someone to get away with is an argument against the whole platform. Yeah, and in, it, 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 it can't be because if it were, then we would never do anything new. I mean, it's sort exactly. of like in a in a zoomed out sense, like when I talk about like being interested in like new things, new shit, um, yep. it's like trying to operationalize um, futurism. So futurism right. as an abstract thought process is one thing, but op by operationalize, I mean, what does it look like to be a futurist in real life in the sense that you're like looking at shit changing and you're trying to imagine the next step and the next possibility right. while not being swept up in it. Like, I think a lot of the, the Bitcoin maximalism type stuff is totally hilariously like it's, insane. It's, it's almost not very imaginative because if you can only imagine one one possible version of the future then you're not really thinking about it like you know like a bayesian sense mm. you know what i mean like i, I think it's like multiple think, options and yeah i you know like conditional with, statements with, with, and stuff exactly because i at least to me i think there's like a fundamental element of randomness to the future and there's a lot of different events that could lead to different outcomes so like i don't you know no matter how much i i think bitcoin is really cool the fact is it's an early enough technology that there are like a lot of possible futures for it and i think if you think that like there's yeah. only one possible outcome that means you're not really critically engaging with the topic probably it, and or you're just a lot smarter than me and that's actually the truth maybe well and, and there's an additional thing which is there's this weird strain of like bitcoin optimism which is also kind of like well i own a lot of bitcoin so if everyone gets yeah. hyped about it it'll go up um i sort of understand <laughs> it because i briefly lean towards it in like 2017 i mean it's not a bad time money on bitcoin and i was like well fuck everything else right right yeah no no admittedly a lot of a lot of people got a major major wins you know we got some yeah. some new new bitcoin yes. rich um individuals so they've got some yeah. credence right but to go back to the original thing so i yeah. think it's like a classic mott bailey argument if you're familiar with that right yeah yeah here's one problem with this platform so it's complete garbage and we shouldn't do it um and that's sort of also the same thing with the environmental stuff which i assumed you were going to bring up at some point right i you know <laughs> i was not even going to bring it up because it's so <laughs> stupid to me that i i can't bring myself to care about it but i don't know if anyone shares my view on this but it seems completely I think it's nuts. stupid i think that you know it's worth having a conversation about but the, the problem is that every single critical article that i've seen first of all completely conflates um the energy expenditure of a single block which includes you know i don't even know how many transactions but a ton and, right. and you know <clears throat> blocks are going to happen whether or not i personally mint my nft it's just does my nft get included in the block or not so to hold and, and so there have been these analyses holding specific artists personally responsible for the entire block that mines their nft because you can't really separate out the computation for one nft versus anything else in the entire block mm -hmm. so they're like oh that nft used uh, as much as flying a 747 for 50 years straight or something right. like that right and, you know and, and so i think first of all to actually engage with with that type of analysis like i would need to see something that actually makes sense and i'm, I'm sure that you know it's probably a lot of energy expenditure um because it's proof of work uh, so that's the first thing the second thing is it sort of comes at the problem from a scarcity mindset so you know hey you you minted an nft and that uses a lot of energy so i'm gonna vilify you and block you on twitter instead of you know maybe the problem is actually that we don't have enough renewable renewable energy or enough energy in general because yeah there's nothing fundamentally harmful about using a lot of energy except for the fact that we don't produce enough of it right 
yeah I, I i i basically that that is how i see it and it's like a I don't know. It's just by default, like something changes and then some people worry that they're going to be affected by it. So then they identify the right. worst features of it and then they yell and scream. And it's like right. the basic, you know, like low level, almost physiological reaction of, of a sort of immature people. That, right. Yeah. And, and not to be like the yet you live in a society comic that you've probably seen on uh -huh. Twitter, you know, but, uh, you know, there's there are so many other things that use ridiculous amounts of energy in like a global scale that are just minor conveniences that everyone still uses. I, I don't even, I won't even like bring up an, ex, an example cause there are just so many of them. Mm. Um, but you know, it's, it's really not like the cryptocurrency industry is like the, the only problem and, and something that everyone should be spending 24 seven debating on Twitter Yeah. You know, until they fix the fashion industry. And, you know, I don't know, fucking water bottles. Right. So. <laughs> Um, really quick, just because we're sure. like, uh, by the way, chat, if anybody wants to call in, this is something we can do. I just wanted to throw that yes, out there explicitly. Please, please call in. I'd yeah. love to talk to any of you. Yeah. So if anybody wants to, um, there's a there's a Discord link. Harmony Line, you want to get in? So yeah, there's a Discord link. Get in the Discord. Um, I mean, you don't even have to if you don't want to. Just jump in the lobby voice channel. Um, but by default, yeah, we have people posting call-ins about like what the topic um the uh oh cool you did exclamation you used one of my commands yay someone used my commands um but yeah no totally jump in the discord get in the lobby channel i'll, I'll drag drop you in um and also uh let's hit some of those twitter questions at some point sure also we never talked about my last piece but i'm kind of fine with that because i put the reserve price way too high and it didn't get a bid yet so. right right, right. I, well let me, let me put it up on screen just so Sure. I can say I did. Um, Some people, it sort of got mixed reactions, which I guess is good. It was like a little bit, a, a very slight left turn mm. uh, conceptually. But some people said they thought it was my best work. Some people said they thought I shouldn't have done it in the first place. So uh -huh. I don't really know know what to think, but I liked it. Okay. Um, can I read this? <laughs> yes. Um, my, so do I say one by one or one X one? Either it works, uh, you know. Yeah. Cool. Uh, my previous pieces, one by one, zero by zero, and ten million by ten million, have sparked much controversy due to the fact that they do not contain enough or any art. To appease the critics, I've created art, a high-resolution twenty-three eighty-five by forty-two eighty-nine scan of the Mona Lisa, verified as a hundred percent authentic artistic expression, according to most experts in the field. That's true. Uh, overlaid with the twenty-three by twenty-three eighty-five by forty-two eighty-nine white rectangle, Spain painstakingly handcrafted by the artist. So, is the Mona Lisa on, on, on Twitter? I also included a, a full-length video of myself creating it. Okay, so it's it's confirmed. It's like yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> There's a full full video of the process. It's uh, almost two minutes long. That's amazing. That's amazing. All right, I'll, you, I'll find it. Yeah. Sorry, what, what were you saying? No, no. Uh, well, we've got Be uh, Bean Boy in the lobby. Uh, cool. If you wanna, if you wanna bring him in. Wait, right. but I, I just wanna, I wanna ping the video so we can. Uh, oh yeah. Shouldn't watch the whole thing because you, you'll see why. But uh, here it is. Oh, should we watch? Should we watch part of it? Yeah, just to get the, get the sense of it instead of right. describing it. And and also, I would just add, you know, because a, a lot of people see that my art is so minimalist. Yeah. They sort of think that it takes no effort. This took me almost two hours to fucking make, and it's just a plain white rectangle. But between setting it up, you know, figuring out the copy and stuff like that, 
two hours isn't nothing. I mean, people spend way more time on their art, but like this took a significant amount of effort. Yeah. Uh, and also like a week of neurotically thinking about it. Is there audio? No. Okay. The... I'm staring at this block. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's uh that's the rest of the video. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> you motherfucker. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> Here we go. Thanks. I just want to see the action real quick one more time. Boom. Hold on, let's get a replay. Beautiful. That, that took a couple takes. Yeah. It was well placed. I do like how you placed that. Thanks. I downloaded like multiple video recorders, uh, did it in several different photo editing tools. Right. Very, very anal about uh, those three seconds of me dragging that white box. Um, and and we're, we benefit from it. All right, let's let's get Bean Boy, and we also Mike Elias is in the lobby. Let's go. Bean I just Boy. want to ask uh, WTMMP in the lobby. When you say "damn, it looks better," are you referring to the Mona Lisa looking better as a completely white rectangle? Because <laughs> I 100% agree with that. I, I've only recently discovered, like within the past day, how much I fucking hate the Mona Lisa. Um, I, t I tweeted about it a bunch. Oh, yeah, he said you, you improved, improved it. it. Nice. They said it. All right, here we go. Sure. Bean Boy, if that is your real name. Welcome to Philosophers on Twitch Playing Flight Simulator. Can you hear me? Yeah. Welcome. Hey, is this is this synth beans? Yeah, this is synth beans. Also, it's a little toxic to be hearing my voice followed by the Yeah, yeah. Just just okay. mute Twitch and you'll still yeah. be able to hear yeah. us. Yeah, I, I muted Twitch. I was having a hard really hard time. Yeah, sorry. So, someone in the chat said I doxed you. I'm I'm very sorry. Uh, I think it was, it was a pretty straightforward conclusion. I think I doxed myself via some comments, but only if someone like if only someone here follows me on Twitter. So I think I'm mostly safe. Right. That'd be the real. That'd be the real dox. What's going on? How's the uh, How's the stream so far? This is This is my first time being a uh, live interviewed. Hopefully, it's not too boring. Uh, it's been It's been pretty entertaining. I was just really like surprised. You tweeted one time about uh, something about a Jew from New York and a bagel, but I didn't realize that you had like quite such a rich religious history. So that was interesting to hear about. Thanks. Yeah. Um, quite a especially, rich history. Especially when it comes to my compiling a dossier on who is Shlom. <laughs> um, it helps that I don't look remotely Jewish um, <laughs> in real life. Just a bunch of pixels. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Yeah, this imagine this like your profile picture is actually just like a frontal photo of you. <laughs> Everyone thinks it's like some digital artwork. It might it might We just see you walking down the street in like the city one day. You recognize like the vague profile of my face. <laughs> yeah. Um, did you have a do you have yeah, a question I... for us, Cynthia? No, I was just curious how this would work i also didn't expect to like be called in immediately and i wasn't sure how the system worked i just kind of joined the discord and i was like oh that means we've been uh, twitter friends for how long and you don't have any you don't have any questions i mean i think i i tweeted one question my question was how many pixels is too many pixels i think i think i tweeted that which is even further doxing myself <laughs> well I, I don't think you can ever have too many pixels i think pixels are fundamentally super valuable um, I personally couldn't really live without pixels uh, based on my current mm -hmm. lifestyle. Um, and I think Daniel, who's probably in the audience, we were talking about figuring out how to make like a recursive NFT so that contains infinitely many pixels. So, yeah, I mean, I don't think you oh, can yeah. ever really... Sky's the limit. 
Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That that guy is probably in the audience, and almost certainly not me. <laughs> by the way, this is a really pretty part of North Korea, wherever we are. I think we just flew by like a fucking golf course or something. Like, <laughs> I want to move no here. One, this yeah. no one on it except when like ambassadors visit. Yeah, well, you'd have a great game. Synth beans. Where does the name synth beans come from? Oh, it's you know, it's a really funny story. Yeah, yeah. So I was starting my Instagram account, and I was like, I need a personal brand. And so I, I opened up a notebook and was like, what, what, what do, what do people know about me? They're like, they know that I have a synthesizer, and my friends know that I eat a lot of beans because I'm Cuban. So I love me some beans. Oh uh, yeah. I was like that's so it. it. There you go. There's the two most relevant nouns from your life. Yeah, at least when it comes to music. Yeah. I, but like pretty much. Otherwise, it would realistically be like piano beans. But like, mm-hmm. I wanted to make my Instagram more like synth, synth focused. So I was like, that's cool. This this also has a better ring to it. We should uh, we should collab. I play guitar. Oh well, perhaps we will. I haven't posted on Instagram in, in an incredibly long time. The last thing I posted was LOL strawberry for... banana. <laughs> You're saving it up for NFTs? <laughs> it was a... I don't know if I'm ever going to post NFTs under SynthBeans. In fact, I've been considering retiring the brand and really? just rebranding as something else. Yeah. Damn. It's just, it's just, I find it like personally tiresome to like operate under a pseudonym. Oh, it's, it's exhausting. Me, me too. That's why I don't do it. <laughs> Right. Wait, guys. I'm, yeah. Give me, give me ten seconds. I'm gonna grab a drink. Word. Right. Welcome to Pot Fist Synth Beans. I, I am gonna kick you out at some point just because we got a couple more people in the lobby, but we can chill while Shalom's is grabbing a drink. Thanks for coming. Bye. <laughs> yeah, oh yeah. No. Absolutely. I, I, uh, I've been following Shalom's for a while. And, yeah. Uh, he was. He was like, I'm like doing a practice run for like potentially being interviewed by Bloomberg and my friend is going to like talk to me on stream. And I was like, well, I have to see this. Hell yeah, dude. Is not what I expected, but probably cooler, actually. B- Bloomberg yeah. gets all their best shit from me. I mean, let's be real. <laughs> What's up? Oh, hello. Sta- status up. I, I froze my drink and then it exploded all over me. So that quickly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> shit. All right. Um, it has to be about about once a week. Uh, because I really like my drinks cold, and then my freezer is a little finicky, so it's always either right. warm or completely frozen. Yeah, th- there's there's stuff you can do about that, but I'm sure you could Google. Um, <laughs> all right, let's get Mike Elias because he I chatted with him real quick on Twitter. I'm gonna bring him in the lobby. Synth, thanks for coming by. Feel free to call back in at any point, and you know, help. Yeah, the, thanks, help thanks Synth. Nice to hear your voice. Oh, we immediately lost. Yeah, okay, well. I'm- I'm putting you back in the lobby. We're going to get Loafgren instead. Hey, Loafgren, you're on Twitch. Hello. Welcome. Hey, how's it going? Good. Are you, do, I, do I know you from Twitter, or are you a Michael Kersey stan, or both? No, you, I don't think you know me. Cool. Wait, well, I, I, I like your loaf. Uh, I like your loaf icon. Thank you. Um, so I have a question for both of you. Um, I was wondering if I could mint this stream. How does that work? I don't even know the technical answer to your question. So technically, is I mean, if you're talking about like making it as an MP4, I would assume it's way too large. What you could do is put it on IPFS and like mint the link, or um, 
No, I yeah, I was wondering if I could just have your guys' permission. To oh. mint the stream? <laughs> yeah. I think so, assuming I don't manage to dox myself and the rest of it. Well, hold on, hold on. Let me understand, what are the consequences of this decision? I don't know that I'm in a position to decide, you okay. know... Like what's yeah. how does this work? What does well, it mean? I also, yeah. also, I think we need to negotiate Michael's percentage and mine. Right, obviously. Well, I think I can do it without your guys' permission. This is just sort of a courtesy. <laughs> <laughs> Not if we do it first, or or well, we just do it after. Shlomes mint it now. <laughs> Good point. Wait, Maybe so, we'll just split it three ways then. Yeah. I mean, we can fucking let's. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Wait, Lithros says, as a lawyer, I advise against it. We'll see you in court. Of course, Lithros is a lawyer. Wait, but hold on. What does it even mean? Yes, thank you. W says, what does it mean to mint? What does that even mean to mint it? What it means to mint is just, it's like the NFT version of post, but it, it's minting as in like the Federal Reserve minting a currency, right? It's just means well, creating it. I, no, I get it abstractly, but like, okay. Here, here's my naive response is like, you made a picture and then there's an NFT. I'm on stream. So are we minting the the video file, the concept of the stream, like yeah, my no, it, Twitch, it would be the, it would my be URL? The you could do the URL. It would probably be pretty boring mint. Yeah, but usually it's a either a video, a PNG. It's usually a file. Okay, and so then someone would own that Someone would own token. It's a one of, yeah, assuming it's one of one, they would own... They would own People call it like owning the stream. You don't really own the stream. You own that specific digital representation. Yeah. Of the stream. Yeah. But you could do like 10 editions. Personally, I think doing like multiple copies of the same thing sort of dilutes the value a lot. Right. Right. Um, Wait. Lo so, yeah. Loaf, what are you... With the file size, though, if I did like 20... Gave them all. Oh, you're saying you would split it up? No, no, but that's a good idea. I just thought of that oh. now. I was thinking of one thing. Right. Well, we, we, you, could, you could mint all of the pictures every frame in a sequence a in a sequence of oh, folders like a mosaic. yeah like a oh, mosaic yeah. <laughs> i think you i think a better opportunity is minting michael's mustache um, right because i'm sure this this uh specific stream will go down in obscurity as the most boring uh, <laughs> philosophers playing flight simulator but the mustache is iconic and will probably be a lot more iconic in a couple of years when Michael is like a f the most famous Twitch philosopher. Right. Well, I figure I'll like sit on it for a little bit and then the Bloomberg right. stuff will hit and then. And then it'll, maybe. it'll pop. Yeah. <laughs> well, so it sounds like I have the okay. So thanks. I, not, I, I can neither confirm nor deny that, that uh, assertion okay. based on the thanks. advice of my lawyer. <laughs> thanks. Thanks, Lovegren. <laughs> Can yeah. I can I mint your uh, loaf wearing sunglasses? Mint that motherfucker back. Yeah, sure. <laughs> Go ahead. All right, cool. Um, we're we're gonna bring in the next caller real quick, but thanks thanks for calling loaf. Um, Wait, Synthbean said just like my vast collection of tokenized Shlomes tweets. Synthbeans, are you also are you Daniel or? I'm very confused now. We've been targeted by an NFT attack. <laughs> It's amazing. No, I think I think swearing's fine. By the way, okay, hold on. Let, let's bring in Mike, uh, Mike Elias. Hey, Mike, you're on. You're on stream. Hey, Mike. Oh, you hear me? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Welcome. Thank you so much. Um, 
Thanks for calling me the Banksy of crypto on Twitter. On Twitch, I cannot hear a thing. Oh, so oh, you... yeah. My pleasure. I meant it sincerely. Uh, yeah. Yeah, so you should li listen to us through Discord. It'll be more up to speed because the Twitch has a yeah, bit of a delay. You the Twitch, like in the browser and the player. But I'm we can hear you. Twitch. Now that I'm on Discord, I cannot hear a thing. So I expect mm. the next message you'll communicate to me will have to be in the chat on Discord, or you I won't know it's there because I just can't hear us? get nothing right now. I'm not sure why. All right, we hear you, bro. Just ask a question, and we will respond. Uh, that is a good idea. Ask a question and then shut up. <laughs> um. Yeah, I'd be interested to hear more about your previous life and thoughts about crypto, Shlomo. I don't, I didn't really become aware of your work until recently with this NFT craze. And uh, but I, I just appreciate what you think about stuff. I, I really enjoy the humor and the sort of Talmudicness, to to use a term that you know you were referring to earlier. And uh, I don't know. This is just this is a, this is a fun world, and I, I I like having you in it. Thanks, man, and hopefully you can hear me through Twitch. Um, but yeah, I mean, previous previous to this, uh, I just unmuted Twitch. Cool. Pre previous to my uh, little NFT endeavor, so about two weeks ago, I was pretty much doing the same thing, but through Twitter. It's a little hard to describe. Um, it's a little hard to describe my aesthetic on Twitter, and it's sort of changed over the past two weeks due to my. Uh, newfound in-group fame but uh yeah i mean the same type of thing i, I like fucking around with unicode I, think I followed you actually it's accursed me i might have found you like four or five months ago and you used to have a pinned tweet that was like 240 like rows deep or something you had to scroll down I super still... far just to get to the next thing oh i still have that. still has that shit <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so yeah, I, I mean, I guess you right, get so the it. The art began before the NFTs, and it was just waiting for the medium to come along. Yeah, I mean, I think the two options either are I'm not an artist, or I was an artist already, and no one realized it. Because I, I, I think shit. I was talking to someone else earlier for a separate interview, and he sort of pointed out that shit posting is an art, or at least the the lines are blurred. And I think it's kind of hard to distinguish at some point between shit posting and art. Um, I mean, I started out on Twitter. I guess like four years, I think four years ago, maybe longer. And I was like super serious. Like, you know, I was like early, I was in tech and I was trying to like prove to people that I was smart, you know, and I think that's really the wrong way to use Twitter. And I have some friends who are still like very serious on Twitter and trying to be like, a little overly They're stuck in a serious posting gulag. Yeah. And the thing is, you could be so much more intellectual by being a little humorous about it yes. you know what I mean? um, and playful. But yeah, so I, I have this like series of quoted tweets from like, uh, talking about the the I'm a victim of the shit poster to uh, sorry the intellectual to shit poster pipeline was the first one <laughs> now I think it's intellectual to shit poster to chaotic nonsense to uh, underground NFT artist something like that but I think that pretty much uh, pretty much elucidates the uh, the direction my my uh, Twitter account has taken and, makes uh, a lot of sense yeah and, and also I mean I, I not to talk too much about it, but I have a pretty boring... I've definitely boring... noticed that the... Sorry. What were you saying? Sorry, go ahead. There's, there, there's this delay on Twitch. Go ahead. I told you. Yeah, so I... <laughs> so I uh, 
not to talk too much about my day job, but it's like pretty abstract and niche. I wouldn't say necessarily boring, but definitely doesn't really use like the creative part of my brain, which I think is why I'm like completely just schizo uh, chaotic on, I shouldn't say schizo, but on, on Twitter um, and sort of like these two alternate identities um, and the probably more accurately me. Um, and I'm sorry to anyone who's listening who's really frustrated by like the Unicode and all that stuff because <laughs> some people don't like it. And I actually recently changed the Twitter name back to give people a little bit of a break. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see where that goes. But I, I think I'm rambling and forgot the original question. I I think you I think you hit it. <laughs> all cool. good. I I really appreciate that. It took me forever to realize the that the, the smarter the smarter you are the dumber you act like people have been saying that for yes. a while and it's, i think i'm just I, a little IQ too meme, right? low context for that to be a natural uh, intuition to have but yeah it definitely seems like i saw someone i think it was I'll have, to, I'll have to tag him on twitter i don't remember his actual name but someone was just saying we need a reverse dog whistle something that only the intellectuals can hear that can't be like abused and I think memes and shit posting are evolving into playing that role because there is kind of this wavelength you have to be on in order to appreciate what's going on. It's not just bullshit. It's not shit. Shit posting is not shit in the sense that it's valueless. It's that it's in this weird sort of actually avant garde, you know, sort of space uh, that communicates in a way that, that this certain class of intellectual actually finds like progressive and exploratory and you don't really get that in just until you do um i think that's very well said yeah i appreciate that characterization of it makes me feel a little bit more like we have an intellectual culture for a yeah, minute i appreciate that yeah. i think eventually like memes shitposting and intellectualism or at least a specific yeah. strain of intellectualism sort of converge and are somewhat indistinguishable from one another, or at least like doing one can sort of dip into the other. Yeah, my, my kind of... It's almost like things have gotten so chaotic and the battle to imitate intellectualism has gotten so frenzied that the only way to escape it is to hide yourself in idiocy. <laughs> For sure. I can't... I, I, Yeah, I think if you graphed like the frequency with which I like... I mean, I, I guess I still will use like a large word here and there, but like the frequency with which I made a post that like was clearly about me trying to prove how intelligent I am, like it would just look like a straight line downward. And I'm sure there's, you know, a little bit here and there. But uh, I think it's much more interesting if people express that through like being creative or pushing boundaries than like, oh, here's my really uh, boring, nuanced take on, I don't know, industrialism or something. Maybe that's not a good example because that would actually be. That, that does sound kind of. Yeah, I think that's like there, there's some proportion or something. I, I mean, the truly yeah. shittiest shit posts are, are quite bad. Like there, there is a level yeah. of just shit, For and sure. I think part of it is is flirting with that line. You yeah. sort of I learn what things. What I mean more is like people whose entire presence on Twitter is like look at all the fancy thoughts that I have and like here's like a really complicated. Uh, uh, infographic that I made, and here's my really, really complicated take on like, uh, like LinkedIn, LinkedIn, yeah. LinkedIn, Twitter. Right, exactly. And some of those people are actually really smart, for sure. Um, but it just isn't interesting. Yeah, and I can't blame people for trying to have a normal career, but I generally Absolutely. agree with you. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mike, thanks for calling in. Uh, I'm gonna thanks, Mike. bring in Lithros. 
Um, but thanks for calling in. I, I, uh, I'll see you guys later. Yeah, glad to have you. And to get those thoughts. Um, but, but, uh... By the way, if anyone's on Clubhouse, please join Shlom's Cult or, you know, just message me on, on uh, Twitter. Can you link that somehow? I think I can link it and 10 people can join. Okay. I think that's the max. But also, if anyone just, like, DMs me their Clubhouse username. I haven't, I just created it yesterday, so I haven't actually made a room yet. Uh, officially under Psalm's cult, but you know what? You know, I, I... If, if you want to post that maybe in the Discord at some point, or I can just hit you up about it afterwards, because I want to use Clubhouse more, but I never do because I never feel like I want to talk to right. anybody. But if I had a crew that was fun to hang yeah. with, I, I I will, you know. Yeah, so I, I've been on Clubhouse since I think like April, which sounds you know, and that first month it was pretty fun, and then it got like super marketing y, and I didn't use it for months. Right. And now I've been using it a little more again because. Some of my friends have been using it again, so there's some more of those rooms that are just chill, and then I've been talking about NFTs. Yeah. Um, so I've been using them a lot more lately. But, yeah, the, the plan with Shalom's Cult is just chilling in a room, uh, sort of like this vibe, just with more people. And, like, totally. you know, if no, one, if no one has anything to say, like, just being comfortable with silence. And I I think uh, my, my theory of Clubhouse is, like, any room where there's, like, a specific moderator, like, giving mm -hmm. people turns to talk, like, where it, it feels like a conference is probably going to end up being boring. Um, so right. some of the rooms that I've made eventually I, I'm too nice and I invite too many people or I like moderate make other people moderator and then it gets too big and like people will derail the conversation towards something you got a mod or, or too serious you need an ounce of cruelty to, to be a right. true king yeah because yeah. <laughs> you gotta just keep it I just don't want to be in a serious room I want to just chill out but anyway, anyways um, yeah that's a I, I'll totally no. I'll totally join you. I'm hoping to do some of that type of stuff, like run some rooms and shit when Twitter yeah, Spaces should, comes out. But maybe do philosophers chilling on on Clubhouse. Right. Yeah. I could just have my fucking Clubhouse like open on my phone while I just talk and <laughs> people respond back. I don't hear. Um. Really quick, just because, and, and I am going to bring Lithros on. I promise. But um, WTMMP said Wittgenstein believed you could write an entire rigorous philosophical work comprised entirely of jokes. The thing that made me thought of is um the, the thing that made me think of is there's a specific japanese sage who was known for his like raucous humor and and how he would use humor to bring people to enlightenment and so uh one of his parables is a frog farts alone in an empty bog this too <laughs> is the sound of god and i fucking love it so yeah i just wanted to share that i think there's also a forget his name a greek philosopher who was similar but i think like with being really raunchy uh-huh yeah uh -huh. Was, yeah diogenes, this yeah. diogenes. totally all right let's grab let's get lithros in the chat lithros how's it going what's up my man uh so quite all right. really quickly just for the I, for the stream i need to shout out lithros for always being here to fucking help me fly the plane and also giving me great video game recommendations but, uh Lithros, welcome to welcome back to the show. Thank you. Think nothing of it. Um, welcome, so, Lithros. Thank you for having me. Thank you for being here. Uh, I think it's really cool to talk about all the different applications of blockchain stuff. I feel like for several years, um, it's been kind of a meme or a joke thing where anybody's bright new business idea. And for context, I work in a business school, so I have to hear all kinds of <laughs> aspiring young entrepreneurs. Uh, pitching their idea to disrupt whatever industry with the blockchain, even in ways that make absolutely no sense. And it's really yeah. cool to finally be seeing things that are really valid applications of it. Um, particularly like 
you're showing with art and you've talked about it already but how like we already have certificates of authenticity and their paper or if they're attached to the blockchain it's still basically the same idea uh for, for sure the and, thing and, that yeah go ahead. wait sorry no you you finish no i wasn't gonna jump to a new thoughts please respond first <laughs> okay so yeah I, I guess that and also like i i 100 percent. i think you totally get it and also like i i think that um one of the most interesting parts to me that isn't even like a super um super serious or like uh not not a very like business relevant thing but just from a, from a sense of aesthetics right like i think it's i think what a lot of people are doing is just putting like what they would have put on instagram on on the blockchain and that's cool and some of them are making a lot of money from it what interests me the most is like unlocking new forms of creativity sounds a little cliche but i guess that pretty much expresses it like i think the stuff that i made would have been pretty shitty art if it wasn't an nft like i think the fact that it's an nft is sort of critical to the art i can't really express exactly why and i think there are some other things that you could do where it's a little more uh easy to coherently explain like if you're if the art sort of comprises or or if the auction mechanic itself is part of the art and that's some of the stuff that i'm planning on working on in the future but still like at least for me, that's sort of allowed me to express myself in a new way, and I think that's really fucking cool, even if it doesn't end up completely changing the world and making us all billionaires. Yeah, I agree. If you don't mind if I take a stab at it, I think I might be able to express what's so cool about what you're doing. Go for it. And I think that you've chosen to work in this medium that is the most fungible, right? Like transparent pixels or blank white pixels, there's nothing more easily replicable than that, and you're turning it into something that is unique and can't be copied in that sense so you're kind of uh, subverting that expectation thanks yeah i think that's probably yeah i think that's a really big aspect to it actually because it's so easy for anyone to go into photoshop and make a single transparent pixel and in fact i found out after doing it that someone had done it already um which is cool um he sold it for a lot more than i did so you know if i had so just fuck that guy <laughs> <laughs> But, but I think if you look at the series of works uh, narratively, it's almost what makes each individual piece art. Um, and also, I, I think it sort of ties into what I was talking about earlier, where the NFT is valuable because of who minted it. And I think the people who are buying my stuff at this point are aware of who I am and what my vibe is and whether or not someone else can create the exact same thing. You know, none of this is taking extreme technical talent, um, but it's more about what I'm trying to say with it. And, what and is it? Uh, Visa, who gave you tips on branding, I think I saw you in an exchange with somebody, but I don't remember exactly who it was. Yeah, yeah, him and, and Ronan and, and one other person. I, I was planning on releasing uh, that first one with like a whole explainer, um, and they sort of helped me with that, and then I ended up not really wanting to over-explain it, which I think in the end was a good call. Because uh, you sort of want to give people some sense of what your motivation is, but if you over-explain it, it kind of ruins the point. But if you just post a single transparent pixel and leave it completely up to the audience then you know not really clear what you're going for you're, you're missing an opportunity to help them find the find the interesting thing arguably. exactly yeah like giving them the opportunity to bring something to the art which right. you need to have that extra scaffolding to do it when your art is so minimalist right and something that i didn't actually intend or maybe i sort of did but um viewed from like different uh stances it means a completely different thing so like from someone who's really into the nft space for example it's more of a commentary on like art or like doing something really unique that hasn't been done before for an nft whereas um some of the, like the fin twit guys who like hate who who hate blockchain or think nfts are like 
crazy for like young you know like they're just thinking of like crypto kitties to them it's like a satire it's like a satire nft and to them like i'm i'm satirizing nfts and the nft mm. space and like what it means to digitally own something to someone in the nft space also maybe i'm i'm satirizing the you know quote unquote like the common criticism that all this stuff is like so easily reproducible but making something really reproducible i do kind of, i do kind of like that recipe that you have something that the haters and the fans can both enjoy <laughs> right i mean not all the haters because right know, they're still haters but yeah well, it says haters are fans too so right let's go with that <laughs> all right so to uh transition to the thing i was trying to switch to before um the my brother is getting into crypto investing uh in a big way and he is like texting me things that he's interested in all the time and i have never really invested in crypto seriously so he's trying to like convince me that some of these things are worth putting money into and it's not just cryptocurrency but he's also interested in investing in like novel businesses that are setting up their own blockchain based stuff long story short he had he was talking up this one company that's planning to tokenize gaming right not just uh like game assets not just dlc equipment and blah 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 but actually tokenizing ownership of digital copies of games themselves i'm really curious what you think about that because this is going a step beyond just like authenticating that you own a copy someone made is actually your ability to use a thing right and right we've had um you know is that a little bit like a drm application basically yeah but to a to another degree because it in theory i think it would also enable you to resell the game digitally which right now you really can't do hmm. um once you buy a game and That's activate true. it on your platform it's in your account and they don't let you sell it mm -hmm. so i'm curious what you think about that whole new mode of digital ownership of media outside of passive media and expanding it to games and other things that you actually physically interact with and whether you think there's really any incentive for game developers to release their products in that format beyond just riding the wave right i i think it really depends a lot on what that actually practically looks like and i don't know that i um that i can you know infer all of the details um and i'm also far from an expert and um so I, I think there are definitely applications like that that are going to end up being very relevant. But I think that, um, you know, like, I don't know if you guys have heard of like Dentacoin, but like they're, especially with these early stage technologies, like it's it's very easy to look at a an unsolved problem and say, okay, well, this thing abstractly looks like it could really solve that. Usually there end up being some very legitimate reasons why it doesn't really work. Um, so I, I I don't really know um and well, dental records are already a thing so it totally right. makes sense put them on right. the blockchain right <laughs> yeah I, I guess it, it could be um you just yeah. identify someone by their their place on the blockchain in the future we'll all be tokenized right he tokenized your dna see but do you want do you want to because if it's tokenized unless it's just like the hash of like a blockchain it the whole the whole point is that you know the the information encoded within it is like public and everyone can see it and you can't delete it and it's 
immutable, right? Right. So, like, I, I'd be very worried about my medical records being uh, tokenized. I'm sure all those companies that have figured out ways to, you know, obfuscate it. But I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, with with the game thing, I, I think that could be cool. Um, I don't know if that the incentive is there for the game developers to allow you to resell the game instead of people buying it from them at the, the face value. Yeah, but the I guess also they could have royalties. That's that's right. The royalty stuff's built in now, so they right. might be much more into it because the argument was always, yeah, you're not getting an actual cut of the sale, but right. if people know they can resell their games, then they'll be more incentivized to buy the game in the first place. Is so there any other advantage to the gamer other than the fact that they can resell it? Um, I, I guess I guess digital. I guess the one that I can think of is like that. The, the um, the company can't take it back. I'm not huge in in gaming, but I, I believe there have been some instances of companies sort of taking down the digital game. Could be wrong about that. It's extremely rare for a okay. game that has been actually purchased by someone right. to in their account. It has happened a couple times, but yeah. there were like extenuating circumstances. I mean, um, in a way, it's like you know what did we used to do is go to GameStop and try to sell it, and then they offer you three dollars for a game you right. bought like two, a week ago. Um, Right. So, yeah. but the the so you're in a competition system there because now instead of selling my game to GameStop and then GameStop is selling it, understanding that it's you and it potentially of lower quality. Mm. You know now right. whatever marketplace is reselling it on, you're directly competing with the original seller. I guess my answer would be I think to the average person, at least with the gas fees right now, that probably ends up being on average more expensive and like complicated and probably not worthwhile but for people who are super into crypto already have crypto or just enjoy using crypto um plus like maybe the novelty factor i think that could be really cool and then once gas fees go down and like the whole ui of the ecosystem is is cleaned up and it becomes you know and the on-ramps are easier than could be super interesting like if you just made the application right now it would probably be a pain in the ass five three to five years from now it could be really really cool do you think gas fees are likely to go down? It depends. Uh, and I'm, again, I'm really not an expert. Um, so the gas fees for Ethereum are based on how much uh, network activity there is. So obviously right now there's a ton, um, but then there's, you know, L2. Uh, SynthBeans can probably talk more about that. Probably knows a lot more about it than I do. So, you know, pro I'm probably not the best person to answer. So I almost don't really want to opine on it, but you know, there are also other blockchains with lower fees, so you could probably do it on those. But then you also have the issue that then your uh, your on ramp is a little more complicated. Yeah, well, I told my brother that I thought gaming in particular was probably not growth industry for starting yeah. a new cryptocurrency. Around. Yeah, I think people <laughs> wanting to resell their games isn't like the most compelling application. It's not. It's not nothing. But you know. All right. Well, that was pretty much what I had. So, sweet. Appreciate being able to pick your brain about it. Thanks for coming by, dude. I imagine we'll have you back. All right. I'll keep uh, hollering, chat. And you, if you can figure out how to have my plane not turn left. All right. So I did um, <laughs> post this in the chat, but you may have missed it. There is a button for the trim of your ailerons, which are the control surfaces that affect your roll. Yes. And if you um, hold control key and press numpad you're 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 rolling left you're saying yes i don't have a numpad oh well um <laughs> i mean you could rebind this or you could just 
uninstall we'll Microsoft Flight Simulator. <laughs> I mean, you might want to take some time when you're off the air to go in and just figure play around this with out. the trim settings. Okay. Because they're going to keep happening. And you'll want to set the aileron trim left and right so that you can modify this. Right. Um, but uh, you're probably not going to do that right now. So okay, okay. Deal with it. Aileron trim. All right, I'll check it out. All right, thanks, dude. Um, all right, let's get uh, do let's do another call and then maybe we can just keep chilling or or do some Twitter questions and then we can get on the on the Looney Tunes whenever whenever you want it. Good. Cool. All right, one one more uh, caller. We got Wandre in the chat. Is that how that's pronounced? <laughs> it is. Welcome back, Wandre. Thank you, thank you. I'm 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 learning to uh, say your name in like a I'm give I'm trying to find the energy in it that I want to use for it, and I'm getting there. Yeah, like, yeah. it's uh it's a thing that fascinates me because yeah, I I find that when people say it, there is like a natural energy to it that is like not what I would naturally expect necessarily, and then also yeah, there's some there's some room for deviation, etc. It, it, I feel like I want to um, emphasize it's a palette. The syllable a lot, like yeah, laundry. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, Shlom Shlomo. Uh, yeah. For context, my name is Andrew, and uh, how I came to have this name is that. Uh, I have a very long last name, and in college, um, what would happen is my name would get shortened to Andre, and then my last name, because they couldn't fit the whole thing, like, on the register or whatever. And so my teachers at the first class would always say, Andre, and I'd be like, no, no, they left off the <laughs> W, it's Andrew. And so I had one teacher, total troll. And I said, oh, they left off the W. So he goes, oh, your name is Wandre. <laughs> That's awesome. That's actually yeah. pretty solid, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, two of my friends were in the class at the time. And then our friend group had another Andrew. And so then it, I ended up as Wandre because of that. So within my college friend group, I'm known as Wandre. They actually called you that. They call me that to this day. That's, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's that's how I'm referred to, and written out as well. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, thanks. Um, so I called in because I have a general curiosity about the crypto world and then the NFT world to some degree that I think you might have some info on. Um, basically, I'm like curious in a lot of the cases, especially with like early investment for you know, a particular new service or company or with NFTs, like either a rising type of NFT or like uh, a, a particular NFT that's valuable within some system of who who is spending the money? Like who is the person, what, what type of person is spending a bunch of money? So right. uh, in your case, it sounds like you have, you know, some insight into your little world or it might not be little, um, I, I'm not very familiar with the NFT stuff uh, about that. And so I was curious, like, yeah, <laughs> what type of person do you think it is? Like, or, yeah, what's sure. going on? So I think there's like a couple of different archetypes and, and like people within like the different uh, 
different little regions of the nft world so like they're the people who are buying like nba top shots right like collector right that's collectors that's of like the card type of nfts yeah. yeah and those people are like looking to flip something they're pretty speculative um and then um with art stuff i think there's a lot less quick flips so i think what you have is mostly like on the lower end of the spectrum people buying their friend stuff or like some artists made a bunch of money on on one thing and then are buying someone else's or or they're like super bought into the concept of nfts as ownership so they're actually you know collecting some things because they want to own it maybe they have a phys physical display then on the on the other end like the higher end of the spectrum there are you know quote-unquote whales uh people who made a bunch of money in ethereum probably don't want to cash out on ethereum and um and they're just looking to spend it right um some of them are probably looking for you know up-and-coming artists to uh invest in with the hope that you know their future work will become more valuable uh, some of them are, are um, buying you know like really established artist stuff uh, like if you heard about Blau or like Steve Aoki just sold uh, an NFT mm. for like a shit ton mm. um, so really like a lot of different motivations I think I think it's less about making money than people think I think some people are also having fun with it because like it's an exciting space that everyone's talking about um, and they just want to like either have fun with it or you know some sort of status symbol. It really is a big fucking status symbol to spend a million dollars on an abstract representation of a of a infinitely uh, reproducible item. You know. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I'm I'm always curious, like, you know, what percentage of that person's net worth did they just spend on this thing? And then it's so, like, so when someone buys, when someone buys, like this Ido guy, right? When when you buy an NFT, it's pretty easy to see their. Uh, it depends on the platform like how, how you actually oh, find it but it's pretty easy to find point. their public key so like ido point. has bid on some of my stuff so i i looked at his wallet uh you could probably uh ah. click on if you click on the link here we could probably find it pretty easily and then you see how much they have a lot of these people a lot of the fa the big collectors are either getting their money from like the same place or or are actually like part of the same group or are the same person i think and you can sort of okay. trace that through the blockchain but you can see how much a collector has in like their main wallet because also they will have like multiple wallets yeah um, that's a yeah, good so synth beans dropped ido's uh wallet in the chat so let's see he has, uh... and, and keep in mind this this ido has been buying nfts left and right like spending mm. insane amounts of money it's still loading here but i would assume he has at least a couple hundred grand if not a million dollars worth of uh okay this isn't loading for me Synth Beans, let us know how much. Oh, Synth, Synth Beans says you can stock my wallet too. Time to move all my crypto before one of you hacks me. <laughs> Sorry, I'm just I'm just trying to keep this plane up. Let me refresh. Yeah. You can switch um, the plane. Uh, we we can go with something a little less janky. <laughs> a little less janky. I'll switch this to the jet in a second, but I am making it that we're almost made it to the bottom. All right, for some reason this is not showing up um, here. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Uh, Synthbeans, can you give us the Etherscan link? Oh, it's lagging for Synthbeans, too. It can't load that many coins. Etherscan.io link. If you if you just type in aido.eth into Etherscan, it should show up, I think. Here we go. What's this? There you go. Oh, 
deposit. So they have a hundred hundred grand in ether, and then they have okay. four hundred grand in whatever token that is. Uh huh. Um, wrapped ether. I think a couple weeks ago was a lot more, but uh, yeah. So like this is one of the one of the whales. Uh, we. I don't think there's an easy way to see how much they've spent on NFTs, but it's a, a shit ton. And I've spoken to Ido a little bit, and I have some friends who've DM'd him as well. Mm -hmm. guy. Um, pretty, like, sweet, cool guy, I think. Like, it doesn't really seem like he's, like, just trying to make a bunch of money off people. I, I think this is a good example of, like, a collector who has just a ridiculous amount of crypto and, and thinks art is cool and is, like, trying to support people. Um I mean, the, the an art scene needs patrons at a certain point, right? Exactly. Um, yeah, that's a yeah, that's a good way to think about it. Um, you mentioned them not wanting to get out of either. Do you mean like they can't? They they don't have a way to get their money out, or they just? Uh, I guess I mean they probably want to keep most of their money in ether because they've made so much money. I would assume, and also like if you sell it, then you have to pay taxes on it. I don't know what most of these people who own a ton of ether are, are doing about taxes so maybe they just don't okay. uh synth, synth beans is is explaining it in the chat probably better than i can good old synth beans it's deflationary i mean just a lot of the people who own so much of it and got rich on it still yeah. expect it to grow so they don't want to get right. rid of it or or they you know or they they really i think some of these people end up thinking more in terms of eth especially if they really believe in it and not really in terms of dollars like that's that's their financial system, you know? Mm. Yeah, I mean... They, they convert I, stuff to buy things that you can't buy through crypto, but, I mean, that's their, like, main rails, if that makes sense. I, I would assume, though, that they probably have some amount of, like, also real-world, or, I guess, ETH is real-world, but they have, like, well. real fiat currency <laughs> uh, as well, right? Like... Yeah, I, I would assume so. Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah um cool yeah that was a that was a great answer that, that gave me a, a bunch of stuff to think about and work on. for sure it's funny because i've been i mean i was pretty into crypto in like 2017 to early early 2018 when there was like the whole bull run and then i sold everything and stopped really thinking about crypto for a couple of years so i haven't really been in, much interested in crypto until this whole art thing started happening mm -hmm. i probably <laughs> would have given better answers for everything three years ago you're plunged back in <laughs> Are you are you uh, cool. into crypto? <laughs> uh, sort of accidentally. Um, I work for a crypto startup, and I have some, like you know, share whatever from that. Um, cool. But personally, I haven't invested any. And, and then I followed along with crypto to some degree. You work for a cryptocurrency startup, but you don't invest in crypto at all. Yeah, yeah. That's that's yeah. I yeah. <laughs> I also I, mean, I don't I don't think I would have really followed it that much if I hadn't been working at it. Right. <laughs> so no, it was definitely a little bit strange. I was also doing like recruiting and stuff, so <laughs> it's funny to like, you know, be talking to lots of people who are very excited about crypto or personally I'm like, Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's fine. <laughs> but you also have a, a, a connection wandering with um art stuff. So I, I've seen you experimenting with art and at some at some point you'll you'll bust that out in, in front of the the Twitter universe and I will retweet it. Cool, cool. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, yeah. Though, I'm. 
Yeah, I think if I'd spent a little, well, okay, if the pandemic hadn't happened and I tried to do art in person and then talked with like galleries and, you know, people that either buy expensive art or invest in art or whatever, I, I think if I'd gone that route or I'd had that route available, then yeah, I'd have a lot to think about in comparison. Because I think there is a lot of like, yeah, interesting comparing and contrasting you can do with like the normal art world. And, and like, right, you noted that there's like patrons you know, like patron, right. patron profiles and stuff like that. And yeah, I think there's like probably a lot of interesting overlap. Unfortunately, at this moment, I just don't have really any models of that stuff because I <laughs> didn't get to go into it. Right. Um, Sunday, perhaps. Word. Sorry, I was just figuring out how to re-gas this plane because we're, we're just kind of curving back and forth and we're getting towards South Korea, like the fucking actual South. Maybe we're already in South Korea, but I can't remember how to get what. I keybound the gas. Anyway, don't find me. We, we haven't been nuked yet. Yeah, no. We, <laughs> we just cruised right over. I said, Shlomes is on board. Let us pass. So, <laughs> oh, there's my gas. Good. All right. Well, thanks for having me on. Uh, I've enjoyed the stream so far. Yeah, totally, man. Thanks for coming by. Thanks, Good to hear from you. Thank you. Take care. I want oh. Flight Simulator, but like on like Mars, like in space. All right, huh? I can't help you out with that real quick. You ready? Does that exist? Well, no. But if I enter, wait for it. I forgot how to even do this. If I enter developer camera, no, not that. Slew mode. All right, just give me a second. <laughs> We're gonna go north. I'll give you the 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 best we have re re space, and also we can kind of screw with the time of day, and that's also very fun when you're up in the up in the cosmos. My 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 automatic impulse is like I want to get this game and just completely mess mess with the settings until I just completely break it. Yeah. You know, like uh, when I used to I used to play. Um, like there was this NASCAR game, and I would go backwards and turn it into like a demolition derby, uh -huh. uh, or like I would play a Madden, and I would like just completely jack up my team, or like make one player, make the whole team terrible, or make but make like one player like just completely max out the stats. Right, um, right. And just like win by like the max amount you could win. I think it was like two hundred fifty-five points. Uh huh. Uh huh. Complete chaos. Um, yeah. First game I did that with was this game called. Zumbini's The Logical Journey. I don't know if you ever so, heard of that's it. A, no, but that's an absurd <laughs> name. And I love it. I'm Googling it right now. I yeah. Spell Zumbinis. Like it sounds. <laughs> Zoom. B-I-N-I-S, I think. Oh, um, there's also Zumbinis Make Me a Pizza. I've never played that one. <laughs> sounds a little misogynistic, if you ask me. <laughs> Make Me a Pizza, Zumbinis. Um, <laughs> the, but anyway, this game... Yeah. You got this crew of Zumbinis. Oh, wait. I think I played this as a kid. Oh, and since we're since we're talking about this, I just yeah. I feel like you just unlocked like some nostalgia <laughs> for something I I almost don't even remember cuz anyways, yeah, what were you saying? Well, so the way this game works, yeah, dude, here we go. Zumbinis, open image. You ever played Putt-Putt? Just a game called Putt-Putt? Maybe that's not what it was called. It's weird because there's a lot of nostalgia that I have for, for like the, these uh, random computer games that I barely like barely right. remember. Yeah, Putt Putt is like a 
a computer game with like a little car. I think the one I had, he was in space. Right. So just really quick. I, no, no, no. Sorry. I, I was just, oh, Freddy, someone mentioned Freddy Fish. Yeah, I fucking played that. You see these little characters. They got all different stuff. They got noses, glasses, whatever. Right. Um, basically, the whole thing is they try to make you guess a code. They're trying to make you guess what is the recipe that will let your guys pass based on their noses and eyeglasses and whatever. And if you fuck up, you lose guys along the way. And you're trying to get as right. many guys through as possible. So I had the insight at eight years old or whatever. I can just make them all identical. And so then basically they have to let some through. So then I just would walk through the game and beat it immediately. Yeah. That was my, my experience. That, that was the real lesson. Yeah. Yeah. That's how you beat some beans. Okay. Now we just flew up in the air and, uh, yeah. now really quick, I'll just show you the, uh, the weather shit is cool up here because you can get, make the moon move. What happens when you crash or like if you fly upside down, will it stall out realistically and stuff? The oh, this is cool. yeah, you can actually like see some night, some some kind of Milky Way shit going on. Though I don't know if that's it's probably the gamma's not high enough for that appear to appear on screen. But um, now all I need to do is turn off slew mode. So I have turned off. Yeah, and we're like way the f so like right now I'm not getting any lift because there's like no atmosphere out here, and apparently they actually right. like simulate that. Um, they must. Like I'm fucking like just falling, so you know. They must they must simulate like weather patterns too, which is kind of insane. Uh huh. Right. Yeah, yeah. They got clouds. They got rain. They got snow. It, it like. But like it's. I assume it's localized to the area, right? Or is it not? Uh, well, they probably aren't simulating the whole world at the same time, but it's pretty immersive. Oh yeah, for sure. But I mean, it's like I mean that it's like accurate like if you're if you're flying over like vostok i assume it's not yeah yeah and they have local weather and live weather you can do that's really cool this is like very technologically advanced yeah yeah it's impressive cool. um yeah i mean i guess we're like so jaded like some of this stuff starts to seem like you know like sort of expected at some point but it's just right if you take a step back sometimes it's like just kind of fucking crazy that we're watching a realistic simulation of a plane that you're like spiraling and like it's interacting with the environment exactly like a plane would right and there's like a 3d model Korea. of the earth underneath it yeah um, we're, we might have trouble pulling up out of this but i'm i'm gonna try <laughs> um but yeah i turned off crashes i think we'd already be fucked okay. by now if i hadn't um yeah yeah, I can't really tell what your skill level is. I don't really have the <laughs> concept for just, how difficult this is. Just, you know, yeah. It's not very graceful, but... Uh, I'm kind of like the Han Solo of Flight Simulator. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I get it done. There we go. Nice. Um. So, yeah, dude, we just... I think that's the highest number of callers we've had on any show so far. So we're making history. Cool. Here. How, how, how many was that? I think it was four. Cool. Yeah. Have you ever done one where it's just you talking, or is it always guests? I've. I mean, I've just played games. You know, I occasionally just do a gaming stream, like I'm gonna play some game. But and and I, you know, some people show up and it's fun. Um, I right. did one where we just watched a movie. Um, I mentioned to you we watched uh, Santa Claus Conquers right. the Martians. Um. And that was fun. We we had like, 
like 15 people chilling so fun. yeah who's the drunk drunkest guest you've had <laughs> i'm not gonna name names <laughs> i'm not gonna name <laughs> names but anyone who's watched all the episodes knows the answer probably, to that probably knows, right? <laughs> yeah yeah um no but we will yeah i've i've had a good time when, with all of them we did have one right. very challenging episode colin ozion came on my lights went out three times and that was challenging um, but we got through it so not the um, tiktok leds the no, no 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 like my house like the breakers oh, wow. <laughs> like yeah yeah um i feel like i have to drop a lot more knowledge because you said oh wait I, I can't say who the next guest is right no no you can't oh, no you shit. can't i almost just did <laughs> though wow, it, myself. <laughs> if you did it would it would have been hype and i would have forgiven you but no no, no I'll, yeah. I'll release it no there there will be a notable de- a guest next week i'm looking forward yeah, to it sorry i, I... <laughs> No, it's good. Yeah, I came very close to not catching that. All right. Close doesn't count. We're we're good. Sorry, everyone. (laughs) Um, Should we watch some Looney Tunes or hit some some Twitter questions? You did get some hard Twitter questions. Yeah, I I feel like they're hard enough that I almost, yeah, really want to try them because I didn't really, I looked at them, but I didn't think of what I would actually answer. Um, Yeah. Let's we'll see if I can come up with anything coherent. Joe Rogan. Yeah, I'm going to have Joe Rogan on next week. <laughs> Dude, I want Joe Rogan to have me on Philosophers on Twitch playing Play Sim. <laughs> That's what I want. He can come and he'll be the host. Has he ever done that where he's the guest on the show and someone interviews him? I'm sure he's been interviewed, but maybe not on his own show. I'm not sure. Right. My girlfriend just texted me, who's the future guest? <laughs> well, you can The world wants to know. You you can play that. You can play that how you how you want to. Um You have the Twitter uh questions on hand or should I grab the link? No, I don't. I guess. Oh, am I supposed to run through them or do you Yeah, yeah. Some... No, no. Oh, okay. You 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 can leave. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I got to fly to Korea. Right, yeah, you're you're occupied. I'll give you a little break. Yeah. All right. Um, you tweet a decent amount, so I gotta find where. I think it's the. Oh, also, Hawaii, by the way, is like a very big soup spice. The two main things you put it in are soup and coffee. You know, the, it, the it's hard. Has cinnamon, so it's a little like sweeter and less uh, curry-like. What kind of soup? Like a pumpkin soup? I don't know why that's what my brain. Like said. more of like a curry type of soup. Like a curry. Like be good in a pumpkin. Yeah, like a very Middle Eastern soup. Right. Anyways, okay, uh, questions. How many pixels is too many pixels? We've covered that already. I think someone, oh, yeah, he asked that. Yeah. What is the purpose of art for you specifically? We sort of covered that. And also, yeah, I mean, I think there are different purposes depending on the type of art and, like, the motivation behind it. And I feel like it's one of those things that people usually intuitively understand, but it's, like, pretty hard to come up with something that's coherent and, like, overarching within a sentence or two. Yeah. Uh, you know, feel free to um, just go next. Yeah. And... Well, no, but it's such a good question that I feel, you know, for me specifically, like the purpose of my art is pretty clear, I think, and it's to make people think and maybe here and there to like make a point about the main themes of like value and value ownership in art. At mm-hmm. least in the stuff that I've made so far, there are, you know, other things I want to say. Uh, do you feel like there should be a more general purpose to art than what you feel it has for you specifically? Uh, for me specifically, no. 
Not really. I think that uh, I think the purpose for art on the creator's end is to express something that they can express through art, and you know, and and people can choose whether or not to appreciate it. And the purpose on, on like the appreciator's end is um, to appreciate it. If that makes that doesn't make any sense, but that's the best I got. How do you think about turning attention into value? I think that you should focus on the attention thing and the value will come eventually and maybe you get a lot more value if you get a bunch you know you get a bunch of attention and try to monetize it early on but you probably won't uh feel as good about it um and i think people can sort of tell when you're being uh sincere about it so you're um, saying attention first or value first i think it i think attention first probably. okay so get get people's interest and then make it yeah yeah Make also, it good. just on the topic of attention, like I think people conflate like getting a bunch of followers to, to attention, whereas you can look at like accounts with, let's say, just talking about Twitter, a hundred thousand followers getting really little engagement, right? You know, when I see that, I always wonder if they bought their followers. Not gonna yeah, lie. Yeah, but also I think, right? There's that, but also there are accounts that like probably didn't buy their followers, but maybe have a higher proportion of bot followers, right? Just because like they're a corporation or whatever. Or they just don't post very interesting shit. I mean, I think a lot of people using Twitter don't do like the, the, uh, the, um, like, I don't know what the term is, but like the, they don't do see latest tweets. They do like the algorithmic mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. timeline. Um, but then there are people with a couple thousand followers or, you know, even smaller who maybe, maybe they're in group famous. Like, I think they're definitely people who are in group famous who have a really small amount of followers, but a lot of influence. Or there are people who get massive engagement. Um, my follower count has, like, it's been going up, but, like, the amount of engagement I'm getting now is, like, really the big difference, I think. It's dense. Um, yeah, exactly. Right. Um, and, like, there's momentum to, to engagement, too. And when you get engagement, it sort of snowballs because the more people who engage, the more people who see that engagement and then begin to engage more. Right. Um, anyways, yeah, so that's how I think about it. I guess... The other way is like provide value and then you get attention sure like people who are like writing essays and making a sub stack or whatever to to get attention um i guess that's a valid way too so maybe i rescind my answer but this is just my my philosophy totally tell us about social media and why it's cool weird wonky slash great i almost exclusively use social media through a pseudonym um and I almost exclusively use social media to talk to strangers or like internet friends. So I, I deleted Facebook in, I want to say ninth grade. Mm. I still have like an altern like an alt that I made a couple of years later. So I could like look at stuff. And like at the time, like people don't really use Facebook now, but like when I was in high school, like that's when you got invited to parties, right? Like it was, it was like, I would tell that to people and they'd look at me like I was a fucking alien because I didn't right. have a Facebook account. And then I didn't have an Instagram account. I later made one. I've, I've never posted anything except like a story here and there. Um, and it's on private. So like I, I have a LinkedIn. Um, please don't try to find me. But yeah, so like the, the way that I interface with social media is almost exclusively through a pseudonym. Um, and before Twitter, I was using like Reddit a lot. Uh, so yeah, really like I'm, I'm more interested in finding people who are either similar to me or like interested in the same things as me and i really don't want to like know what my old neighbor is up to right you know? and i don't For want sure. them to know what i'm up to either I, and that's a very personal 
way to interface with the internet. Um, how does physical life inform the digital and vice versa? I think especially in the past year, the lines are like super blurred. Um, like I've lived on the internet more than I ever have before. I spent so much time on the internet. Um, and I start, you sort of start to th engage with the internet as if it's a physical space, if that makes any sense. Like I think mm -hmm. I have like a spatial awareness of being on Twitter or like the different websites that I'm on, right? Right. And like the same way I have like a, a, a tangible, like a synesthetic experience of like a room and like the ambiance. I think websites have ambiances, right? And like dimension to how they're designed. Like I have a, I have a, I don't know if it's just me, but I have, or if like most people do and, and don't notice it, or if they do notice it and it's not that profound. But like when I'm on a website, there's some level of like a tangible experience, even though what's physically happening is I'm typing away at my keyboard and I'm looking at a bunch of pixels, which by the way, was also sort of the motivation for that first pixel piece, even though it ended up being about a different thing. It was, it was, I was, I was ruminating on like the, the fact that I'm, what I'm really looking at all day is just a bunch of pixels, like the physical reality mm -hmm of what I did pretty much the entire day was I was staring at a rectangle of a bunch of tiny little, little rectangles. Yeah, exactly. Which is kind of absurd if you think about it, but my experience has been that I've talked to a bunch of people. Um, I, you know, I, I did my job. Um, I sent a bunch of emails. I tweeted a bunch of things, but what's really happening is I'm looking at a bunch of little, little tiny little rectangles displaying different colors and tapped a bunch of little rectangles that, somewhere in the architecture of my computer totally. like mapped to specific letters it's kind of fucking crazy yeah if you think about it you know yeah um, but you just don't because that's you know we're digitally native people and we've just i try not to this is what it means right <laughs> you're not cognizant of the fact that you're staring at pixels for 99.9 percent .9 of the time that you are actually staring, staring at, at them. Pixels. you're you're you know right now i'm, I'm watching a plane but really doesn't exist right speaking of kind which of, kind of scary south korea yeah. does look different from north korea i think we can confirm <laughs> i think so from our direct yeah. exploration of it yeah um, um i think north korea is definitely more glorious <laughs> i'm gonna skip the next one just because i feel like i don't i probably could think of an interesting answer if i wasn't on the spot but I... sure yeah grab grab one or two we also have one more person yes. waiting to do a quick call because it's why not yes. and then and then we'll We'll grab some, we'll watch some fucking cartoons. Sure. Favorite Unicode block. Um, I really like the the hieroglyphic one. It has a couple penises in there and there's like a lot of cool stuff. Uh, <laughs> I like Uniform because it's very, um, pretty chaotic. And my Twitter name is like a bunch of, uh, or what it was until today, but the bio still is, is a bunch of eights in Cuneiform. Um, and, but now the new favorite one is, in, I, it's not a Unicode block. It's a Unicode class i think it's enclosing uh spaces um enclosing marks which is what uh what enables those weird glitchy hashtags that you guys might have seen mm. uh, which i made i made a bunch of i could make you a custom uh philosophers playing flight simulator glitchy hashtag by the way oh my god do whatever that is totally can it have planes in it or something probably i'll think about it <laughs> i don't know if that works Hold on let me uh, i'll just go to your fucking your twitter sure um is there a historical example that best captures the essence of what you're trying to do? Yeah, I would say it's Dadaism. Mm -hmm, uh, mm -hmm. So someone mentioned Duchamp and like his urinal in the in the chat. I think at least with like the main stuff that I've made, I'm making art that on its face isn't art, or at least traditionally wouldn't be viewed as art. And you know, it's kind of a surface level sophomoric observation that's been done 
a lot of times, which is why I try to have, you know, more meaning stacked on top of it. But uh, pretty so it, it maps to that. So. Yeah, Dadaism is uh, it's the 20s. I think that, so. Or like even earlier. I'm not sure exactly. Uh, we got Wandering and W. Thanks for coming. Get bye, guys. Bye, um, guys. Watch some. I recommend watching some Looney Tunes. Just to just to, if you want to. Twenties post W World War One. Yeah, thanks, y'all. Probably some like interesting historical analysis of why it bubbled up then. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know why. Yeah. And I think it's really cool because it sort of is you know demonstrates that while there's some things that are like obviously art there's some things that aren't obviously art and sort of i don't really know how to define art you can, know can i tell you a story yes please <laughs> so a friend of mine went to art institute of chicago um was in a performance art class and uh tells us that they all and i, I think this is true like I don't, I don't think my friend lied but like you know whatever you're hearing it from me third hand or whatever but anyway there's a reception for this performance art thing and all the parents come all the friends come and in the middle of the reception someone reveals that a bird like a dead bird had been baked into the cake that everybody was eating and they cut it open God. and they find this fucking dead bird my friend was telling the story to make a certain point about like performance art as like a genre within like art academia and like what the fuck is that um it's sort of like the quint you know quintessential shock value and even that i'm not sure that i can say it is with art without i don't think that i can say it's without artistic merit merit, because i think it it's trippy you know what i mean it sort of bends space time for a second like social space time um but it's also like not fucking michelangelo so that's one of those you know i think with dadaism it's a little easier for me personally yeah uh, to see it being art and then with performance art there's like such out of any genre probably like such a wide range of quality or it's hard to define quality but like there's like some stuff that's just like all right i just broke a social norm and did something disgusting that's art now yeah and then there's some stuff that's like actually really interesting and and thought-provoking right um but I guess to some people, the former is more interesting than the latter. So I, I, I don't really know as much as I should about performance art. I think, like, ha- personally, having, like, a good guide to all that would be awesome. Like, someone who's like, yeah. I'm going to walk you through. I'm going to explain a good theory of why right. this is actually bad modern art and this is actually interesting modern yeah. post-whateverist art. Like, I wonder if it's possible. Like, is it... I, I guess you could probably, like, come up with some sort of academic or... analysis but some of it's so subjective and like i think based on your your past experiences and your interests and like all this stuff that's like subliminally yeah deciding what what you enjoy i think i I think even if it was someone presenting a subjective view i would be interested to understand someone's subjective view if it was a right built out thing you know for sure can I rant about the Mona Lisa for 30 seconds yeah rant about Mona Lisa then we'll grab uh Giga, giga Rahul in the chat yeah. Oh, Gigarahul. I know Gigarahul. So, so I, I just realized today that I hate the Mona Lisa. Like, if you look at it long enough, it's really not... I, I'm sure it's a technically impressive painting. And it's 
kind of a cool painting if you look at it, but it's clearly, if you look at it, not the most beautiful piece of art ever created by a human. Like, it really just isn't if you really look at it. Plus, it's very old. It's very decrepit. Like, if you look at a high-quality scan, which could make it cool. Like, I like guitars. I like beat-up guitars. It makes it cooler to me. But the fact is, if you look at it, and if you came from another society and you'd never heard of the Mona Lisa, or you came from another planet, you and, and I gave you ten paintings, I guarantee you would not look at that one and say, all right, I really like this one. If you look at her face, the, anatomically, it doesn't actually 100% look like a human face. Like it's a little bit off. I tweeted today, uh, uh, there's another copy that some people say was Da Vinci and some people say it was a student. It, To me, it's a little more detailed and, and more visually interesting. It might just be because it's it's a, it has like the colors. Yeah, now look up the, uh, I'll just send the tweet. Um, uh -huh. I'll send the tweet right here. And this other one is like sitting in a basement in a, in, a, in a museum and no one really cares about it. It's almost the same painting. The face to me looks a little more realistic and like aesthetically pleasing. There's like more details. If you look closely at the image that I linked, um, it's not like the highest quality because Twitter compressed it, but like there's like really cool detail in the hair and the dress. Might just be because of the original age. But anyways, my point mm. is like, and I tweeted something later about a, a, a quote about how um, I should read it. It's long, but basically like people assume that because this thing is famous, means that it has merit and while it can have merit there's also just like some sort of like butterfly effect analogous reason why something's become huge like for example the mona lisa became a matter of, of public fascination because it got stolen and then like napoleon yeah. hung it there's an alternate universe where none of that happened and no one gives a shit about the mona lisa even it, even though even if da vinci's like a really famous artist or you know what i mean but like the fact that this is like the the pinnacle of of art uh -huh. is just mind-boggling wait so me. what is the second one value. what is the, the second, second one, one the second one is either a practice version from him or like a student drew it at the same time. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of like, uh, there's a lot, people love to speculate about this stuff. Like some people speculate that Da Vinci uh, was actually drawing himself in drag or that he was drawing mm -hmm. his trans trans lover. Some people say that that trans lover drew the, or painted the other version. Like there's people right. love to, you know, read stuff into this. But right. anyways, yeah, I mean, I just look at these two paintings and it's just hard for me to fathom how one of them people is estimate huge. would go for a minimum of $50 billion. Right. Like, you know, I kind of like the one on the right now that I'm, I mean, but me I, too. you know, and, and yeah. the original probably had the same color. So it really comes down to, more to like the details and the posture. Right. But still, it sort of just goes to show, I think, you know what I mean? It's a great, I think it's a great painting. It's interesting to look at. I've looked at it a lot today. Yeah. But, uh, I mean, I've seen things that I'd rather look at if you force me to look at one or the other. Yeah, it's it's sort of like as a matter of like social calibration. Like for a lot of these things, yes. it seems like the 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 direction is sort of correct, but then the right. exact quantity, who the hell knows? But I think there are some people who would defend like to the death. Like, the this idea is the that best. This is the the greatest aesthetically, the greatest work of art. And I I propose that the reason they're saying that is because they've been. Uh -huh. you know conditioned to believe that this is the world's greatest work of art and that if all else was equal or if they were raised in like right. a locked a locked cell and like they were taught about aesthetics but never taught that this specific painting was the world's greatest painting i don't think that they would come to that conclusion on their own i basically i don't think that the conception of like what isn't isn't good art is at least fully a meritocracy no i, t I totally buy that yeah i think i'm with you yeah. so one. anyways I, I, get, I take it back i don't hate the mona lisa i hate the fact that 
that people yeah. love it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Plus, it's really small and like underwhelming. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, that's the one thing people say. Right. You see the Mona Lisa, it's like eight inches diagonal, something tiny right. or whatever. Um, all right, let's get Rahul in, and then and then it's Looney Tunes time. Yep. Hey, Rahul. Giga Rahul, that is. Hey. Welcome. What's up? Can, can you hear me? We can Wait, hear you. Can you hear? Twitch, yeah, uh, you'll have a better time listening to us through Discord rather than through Twitch. All right, sweet. Because it delays. Uh, all right, all right. Welcome, man. Can you guys hear me? Yes. Oh, nice to meet you guys. What's up? Yeah, I think we've met on Twitter before, right? And you're part of yeah. Gen Z Mafia, too. Yeah, I am. I am. Uh, yeah, and I've seen you around there, so. Sure. Really cool. Really cool. I've, you said you were going to be on Bloomberg. I've been on the stream for a while, and dude, that's, that's huge, dude. Me? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So I might not be on. It, it was a. Well, someone speculated. Was... Someone speculated oh, that you would be. Oh, so un right. unconfirmed. They, they, we had audience speculation. Um, we have not I think gotten I actually missed that part, but yeah, basically they. Yeah, they, you were getting a drink. On, on okay, one okay. Of their, they had asked me to be on like one of their podcasts, and it was like, uh, you can Joe Joe Wiesenthal or Wiesenthal, some like big Twitter guy who I, I've interacted with, who likes my art, or and he's like the example of like the fintwit guy who thinks it's a satire. But anyways, <laughs> yeah, we were DMing, and his podcast is pretty big, but then they wanted me to to dox myself. Um, so it, it may still happen. I'm not sure. Um, yeah. That's like part of your whole anyway. brand, though. I wouldn't understand. Like, like that's, that's yeah. part of your identity, I feel. Well, they weren't going to dox it in the content, right? They just wanted to, like, to know who you to, were. To know. Like, uh, you know, I don't want it written down in Bloomberg offices. Somewhere. It just feels like yeah. a compromise, and I don't really feel like compromising. So, Man, is there no way to do that? There's got to be a way to do that. Like, if you were going to, like, tip off that, like, right. Some well, fucked if I was up Banksy, shit. I think it's because I'm like not that big of a deal. Like if I was Banksy and they were like really dying to have me on, then maybe. But like I'm sure whatever editor that this guy pitched this to was like, well, we just need to make sure he's not a criminal. Right. If I was a bigger yeah. deal, they wouldn't have cared. So right. You know. Right. Yeah. The learning or time. Maybe, or maybe for all I know, he just really wants to know and is just saying that his editor. He just wants uh, to tweet it. <laughs> I don't know. Anyways, I, I I considered it actually, but I just don't feel super comfortable. Like my. My opsec is pretty bad at this point, and everyone already knows my first name, which narrows it down. And for a lot of different reasons, I really don't want to be doxed. Yeah, I, I get that. That's, that's totally reasonable. That's totally yeah. reasonable. I, I actually wanted to ask, like, along the lines of, like, you know, uh, getting this press and sort of, like, this idea of the very first, like, celebrity uh, celebrities that are born out of, like, the NFT scene. Like, um... You know who's going to be like the first like Picasso or the first right. uh, um, Duchamp? You know, like I think we already found our first Duchamp, but like, <laughs> uh, <laughs> um, you know, like I, I think NFTs are going to be like a, a twenty-plus year development, and like I, I believe in like the whole Web 3.0 like blockchain-based internet. Like everybody's going to be on some form of decentralized platform in the next like I'm not saying like five years. Um, so I think, I think this is going to be a long-term thing, which means like, we are really just coming in at like the cutting edge, like of what's, what's going to be the future. So like, there's a lot of runway for people really to, to make their names off of this sort of space. Right. Um, I don't know that I, wait, sorry. I think I interrupted you. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, I, I was just going to sort of continue along the lines. Like, I think, I think we're just going to see more of the, you know, whatever developments have happened in 
the pre-blockchain-based internet era of, right. you know, just like human history. Like we're gonna see parallels in blockchain now. Like I, I think that's gonna happen. So I just wanted to get your take on that. Like, sure. um, do you believe in it or like, um, what are your takes? Okay, so the first part of your question, like the big artists or whatever, I, I, I've tweeted that I prefer I'd prefer to be notorious than famous. Um, and I'm definitely not famous now in some Twitter circles. I, I guess I'm notorious, like in a, in a relatively good way. Um, so, yeah, I don't, I, and I don't know if that I could handle fame or that I would want to. I think, first of all, I'd definitely get doxxed. I don't want that. I don't really want this to spill over into my real life. Um, and yeah, I just, I don't think it's really something that I want. I want there to be, you know, some subset of people who get what I'm doing and understand it. Cause at the end of the day, I'm trying to communicate something about myself and express myself uh, in a space where there, you know, there are people who are more likely to get it. But mm -hmm. I think the, the there will probably be other people who take much more advantage of this than I do, or, you know, become a lot more famous. Um, mm -hmm. I've done like a decent job of marketing myself so far and gotten more attention than I expected to. But, uh, and I'd be happy if my artwork got a lot more attention and, you know, sold for more, I'd be, ecstatic but i don't, I don't want to be like famous for sure uh and then the second part of your question i think i started this thing out just sort of as like a means to ship post and now i'm starting to believe in it a, a little more i think if nfts just stay if structurally it stays the same way with like ipfs hashes and stuff like i think there are some issues that need to be addressed but like long term yeah i think i think it would be silly to underestimate them um to me most of the value is like an art but I, I'm sure there are other applications that will prove to be super useful. Um, just personally, I'm most interested in like self-expression and less in like commercial stuff. Um, mm -hmm. Even though those might end up being much bigger and more more useful. Personally, I just I care about the aesthetics. But uh, yep. what I, I would what I would expect like I I have no idea what's going to happen. But if I had to guess, probably at some point the Ethereum and Bitcoin crash because they always do eventually. Then they go back up at least historically maybe the trend changes eventually but probably you know hit a certain point and crash um and then you know nft buying probably slows down and then everyone says that nfts the nft craze is dead <laughs> just like they said when crypto crashed the last time and people stopped buying crypto kitties and then you know maybe it's a year or three um <laughs> and then it starts going back up and then people buy and sell even more nfts and there's probably some new angle to it that's you know trendy and then all of a sudden it's a bubble again um you know i think we've seen this cycle long enough to know how it's probably going to continue to play out mm. and and eventually you know eventually you hit a critical mass of like people in society who believe in this form of digital ownership or whatever new forms spring up and then it just is ownership regardless of whether some subset of people on twitter think that it shouldn't be i, th I think that's what we're all waiting for you know that, right. that critical mass and it's inevitable. Right. Like I, I think it's inevitable, but of course that's still an opinion to have, and other people are also um, open to have their opinions. Right. Um, and no one can really 100% claim, but I think the trend shows that. Like if you back technology, then that's like backing just inevitability. Something that's like just bound to happen. It's just the trend right. of human history, and um, that that's that's personally my take. Um, and yeah, I, I think. Um, I mean, so I'm currently working on a project in the NFT space where we want to like 
make NFTs for social good. And so far, like we've seen NFTs and that's generally been like wonderful for digital artwork, um, digital artists on um, who generally like haven't been able to access this uh, pool of people who now want to like invest in NFTs. Mm -hmm. So what does um, that practically look like? So we partner with various organizations. Currently, we're partnered with an arts nonprofit based in Camden, New Jersey. And we're working with them to get digital artwork. And right now, um, actually just recently got an invite to Zora. This is all like really new stuff, but um, we'll be minting out like various pieces. There's this really one, it's like this one really nice artwork that I'm hoping we can get like permission from the artist to use. It's like a series of mm -hmm. Um, pictures of like police brutality um, but they're mm. all like very pink and like it's very to the style of the artist um, so it's like it's an, arti an artistic depiction of police brutality if you will but um, you know the I, I think it ties in very nicely with like the narrative of the organization um, did I explain what the organization did or I don't think I did <laughs> um, they're, no, they're, but I'm, I'm looking at it. But yeah, they're called Watu Moja, by the way. Um, they are in an arts nonprofit that connects uh, Black youth to their African heritage. So hmm. um, just recently, like they were doing a ton of work around Black Lives Matter, um, and yeah, they're just a wonderful group of people. And yeah, so so we're we're launching like a set of NFTs around um their mission and yeah, are so you just gonna are great. you just gonna convert it to usd and like donate it or are you like partnered with them and they know oh, no no, no. We're, we're partnered with them like okay, directly cool. Cool. yeah so um yeah the, the the process behind that is like so we will like get the proceeds but then we'll also like convert the ether to usd and then give it right. to them um and then like since do they, do they not do they not do they specifically not want the crypto because like it could theoretically appreciate it it could um it's something that we've discussed but i think yeah. like um nonprofits are just generally strapped for cash but right, um, right. If it's something that like if it's something that and i've, I've talked to them about like crypto well, if and stuff, you convert it to cash then you might have to you should check into like the tax implications not mm -hmm. to make this too boring yeah because you know, then it's like you had income and possibly some capital gains or whatever and then you're making a donation i don't know whatever yeah that, that's true that's true talk about that separately <laughs> sure uh, oh michael you've landed i didn't even i didn't even i have landed in at in the south of korea like literally the southern tip so my, right, now nice. might be a good time to shift over to our next thing um sure. but uh rahul i hope we we gave you some thoughts that were useful to you yeah totally this has been amazing awesome sure. and, and, and yeah. hit my dms and we can we can chat about it too yeah for sure for sure sweet Thanks for coming by. Oh, I think I cut him off. Oops. Oh, wait. Now I'm going backwards. What, is, what does Orkney mean? Oh, I used to be Orkney on Discord. And then I was in some Discords and I switched my name. But I wanted them to know that I was still the same person as before. So my name on Discord is now M. Kersey, who was Orkney. But my question is still what, <laughs> what it means. Is this some shit I thought of? Okay. That was just some shit I thought of. Um, oh, here we go. So we the uh, do you want to watch some some freaking Looney Tunes, dude? Yes, sir. All right.
Look at her hair on the on the right. Like the there's like a, if you zoom in, there's like a really cool detail and like detail in the dress. I mean, yeah, you know, I'm, yeah. I'm ranting again, but no, I mean. And she has eyebrows too. That's a big one. Right. Anyway, Sorry, I'm screwing with my uh, machine here so we can get get set up. Yeah. Um. Excellent button came back yeah let's see again but then the number next to your name became 15 instead of 14 i don't know what even the number means are like we back sort of like streams i think okay this looks like we're back moving my hands around oh i see you now i'm in I had to, okay I had to open another tab so i guess just tell everyone to open a new tab yeah Can you hear me now that was weird dude we have yeah, we didn't lose too many people either. Yeah, they should be able to hear. Can you guys hear him? I think they should be able to hear you just fine. Cool. All right, let's... I don't know what just happened. We're just going to pretend that didn't happen, and we're going to boot up some Looney Tunes. Um, yep. The... Uh, so just for context here, by the way, we have a few options we can choose from. And okay. for all I know, there very well could be some really fucked up shit in these Looney Tunes That's cartoons. Ideal. Okay. So... Um, so we don't know what we're working with here because I don't know what we're working with. I've not filtered these. It could be super fucked up racist shit. It was the 30s and 40s, uh, you know. Oh, well, yeah. So, Choose one with, like, a really weird name. All right. The booze hangs high. Lithra said Porky's Railroad. He said the booze hangs high. Well, we got... Where's the booze? The boo... Let's watch the booze hangs high. Then maybe we'll get to Porky's Railroad. Now... Oh, hold on. We got to do the thing where I was going to stream to you right. the right. the thing. So let me fix this up, and I can share my screen. Sort of looks like, what is it, Ren and Stimpy? Yeah, it does kind of have that vibe. <laughs> Turn up the... All right. All right. Click watch stream. <laughs> Porky's pooch. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, chat, we're going to need your help in getting the audio level right. But... I'm going to hit play right now, and we're going to probably... Oh, we got a fucking ad. Whatever no, the day you brings, the stream Grammarly helps low, you commute. I mean, I think it's fine. Yeah, it, it might just do that for you. Yeah. Oh, I can change the stream volume on my end. Okay. Oh. Nice. So what are we watching? The booze hangs high. And also, we can talk during this, I think, because... Like, that udder is gross. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely started off interesting. Music's a little, uh, klezmer. Yeah. In a lot of these old ones, they just literally had a band. And the band would learn all the marks, you know. All the... Right. Pretty impressive, actually. Did the... So far, yeah. the main plot element is this weird, saggy... What is this called? Booze hangs high. Booze hangs high. It's pretty high. like choreographed. You know, like it's the motion is like linked to the music. It's pretty yeah. Pretty cool. I wonder how what they did first, right? Like, did they animate it and then right time everything? 
they might have written the a piece for it. Yeah, I don't know. Right. I know a little bit about this from this Disney biography I've been reading. That's cool. Um, also, like, how early into Disney's career is this? So this is this is Looney Tunes is WB. Hmm. Okay. But not Disney. Yeah, yeah, not Disney. So. But 30s, 40s is pretty early because he did a lot of World War II propaganda, basically, in training films, and he was still doing shit in the 60s. Right. How do you feel about this uh, Dr. Seuss stuff, speaking of racist cartoons? I think it's stupid. I think Dr. Seuss is fine. Yeah, probably. I think if people don't want their kids to read it, that's reasonable. It's just we can't delete the past. That's my opinion. Yeah. Uh Uh-oh. What just happened? <laughs> Wait, wh- oh, it is like changing his diaper? Right. This does look like Steamboat Willie. Oh, Lithra says this one was directed by a guy who also did early Disney work. Was it Ub Iwerks by any chance? I don't know. I do kind of like the music, but I feel like the plot is slow. Hugh Harmon, Rudolph Ising. Oh, that's fucking gross. Looks like Chullant. The what? You guys have Chullant? Or is that a... It's a very Jewish food. Oh, no. No, what is that? It's like a bean stew. Uh-huh. It's pretty good, but it's like... It's like poison for your gastrointestinal system. All right, this dude's about to put this other dude. Oh, I see. <laughs> he used his tail to get the. Is that booze? This way. This was so. called booze. I think. Yeah. Booze him high. Oh shit! Right, we got the little for kids. The little kid pigs drinking the booze. I'm, I'm trying to understand what the target market was for the demographic for this uh, cartoon. Uh-oh. Oh, no, he just wants more. Was this before Prohibition? When's Prohibition? I think Zaffer. Hmm. Deepened his voice. This part's kind of catchy. I'm into it. This is 1930. Prohibition ended in 33, so this is during. I feel like you could sample this and make like a really hard beat. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say that, but I chose not to, but you're totally... Yeah, I agree. <laughs> this is during I'm Prohibition. Learn, I'm glad to learn that my joke your standards. <laughs> you're the artist. <laughs> this seems uh, maybe borderline racist. I can't tell. It's a little iffy. Yeah. But I think it's just a monkey. I'll let it, I'll let it slide. Uh, he burnt out of corn. I was expecting there to be more of a story. Uh-huh. 
I just feel like random shit's happening. <laughs> yeah. We can watch some later ones, because there's a couple on this list that are like the 60s or something. Right. There's this show, like Adult Swim show I used to watch called Trip Tank that like was like a really bad acid trip, and this almost reminds me of that, just mm. less dark. Yeah. You know, and I wouldn't have really guessed that a cartoon from like... I, I sort of thought these were more uh, narrative-driven. Pretty interesting, actually. That's all, folks. <laughs> I like that we have the OG. That's all, folks. All right, that was, yeah. that was okay. Yeah, chat. it was interesting because, like, it's not really. People don't really make cartoons like that now. Like, I'm not really sure what I just watched. Right. Which makes it pretty cool. Chat, we got to rate that one out of ten. I want to give that one a four. <laughs> yeah. I feel like the no plot. You know, four is my senses, Luthros. All right, so that was just. Uh, Maybe let's watch one with like a more recognizable character. Yeah, these are. Concept all... said it's it's Noah Kira. It's Noah Kira. Four, yeah, we agree. We can. Well, there's Bugs Bunny. Yeah, that sounds good. All right, the Wabbit who came to supper, the Wacky Wabbit. Um, I like that too. One of these. They weren't true enough to the manga. All right, the Wabbit who came to supper. Fifth column mouse. What is that? Is that going to be some like World War Two thing? Let's try the Wabbit who came to supper. See, this is. Yeah. Hey guys, oh, we got today we're trying. You just get a cat girl ad. What are you? Yeah. What's that um... saying about your browsing history, Michael? You know. <laughs> no comment. Thanks, Lithros. Alright, well, maybe we'll take a look at Fifth Column Mouse. I like this already. Yes. I like the color. Did you watch the Boomerang channel as a kid? No, what is that? Throwback stuff? Yeah. Uh -huh. Throwback cartoon Warner Brothers stuff. I did watch some of these. I just don't know how I watched them. Probably someone put them on. Right. We probably had a tape, now that I think about it. I didn't have a TV as a kid, but my grandma did. Oh, wow. So we just watched a bunch of TV when we went over there. Hey. <laughs> I love this guy. So the, the rabbit's more rabbit-like. He's a bit less yes. uh, human. For sure. Uh oh. Telegram for Elmer Fogg. The motion is the way they animate motion is also slightly different and like a little more similar to modern cartoons. Yeah. Hey, this guy just got. Crypto rich. But you don't get <laughs> one cent if you harm any animals, especially wabbits. What? You're free now with the wabbit. Go and womp and frolic in the forest. Oyster, who's Lola Bunny? Boy, I'm witch. Okay, fellas, break it up, break it up. <laughs> Three million dollars. 
I see where this is going. Oh, from Space Jam. Yeah, they like changed. They changed her uh, her figure, and people are very upset because she's less sexualized now. Right. <laughs> Don't do it, Elmer. Wait, what? Oh, God. Oh, no. What? Wait. Maybe, maybe tail? Oh, no. <laughs> but why would his tail crop up like that? We're going to find... What are we looking at? Oh, no, no, no. That's just between his legs. No, really? Yeah, yeah. I think that's just... Oh. His... Hmm. Yeah, you might be right. Absolute would... lack of genitalia. I feel like the proportions are off. Like that seems high for his cross. It's his cap. Oh, let's see. <laughs> I guess he's a little stretchy. Yeah, he's a cartoon. Yeah. The tail should be obscuring that, but I'll, I'll let it pass. <laughs> yeah. Like he's got weird human-shaped teeth. Yeah. This is way better than the other one, by the way. Uh, leagues beyond, yeah. <laughs> That's pretty funny. Yeah. I want there to be like something really suggestive or like, you know, like something you wouldn't, you know, in cartoons have something like you wouldn't notice as a kid. Yeah. What are you trying to do? Kill me? You fracture my skull. I'm going to call her Louie. That's what I'm going to do. Oh, no. Operator, operator. Hey, you got a nickel? <laughs> Hello, operator, operator. Give me walnut tree tree. Oh, that's you, Mert? How's every little thing? Cool phone. Please. I do like the phone, yeah. Don't call Uncle Wooey. I won't hurt you again. I promise. He's so rueful. Well, okay, but watch your step after this fat boy. Hey, what do you got to eat <laughs> around this joint? Eat. Eat. I'll fix this guy. Fate till twig me, huh? Step right this way. I think he gets fatter as he gets angry. That'll fix him. <laughs> that laugh is amazing. Cone Serp, I think, yeah. I think World War II was ongoing. I don't think uh, the U.S. was in the war, though. Breaking the fourth wall. Yeah. Love it. Okay, 42 we were in. The war. What have I done? Three million dollars all shot to pieces. Don't die, would you have it? Please don't die. Someone figure out how much three million dollars was adjusted for inflation. Yeah. Probably a lot. Yeah. Come on, that stuff. Swing it. You're oh, a no, another ad. Big goals. Disaster. 
Oh, here we go. 48 million. Special delivery. Your uncle Willie has kicked the bucket. You now inherit three million dollars. Inheritance tax, two million defense tax. Oh no. Which leaves you owing us one dollar and ninety-eight cents. Please we mint. You don't get the dough, eh, butterball. That's amazing. Wait, can you? Sorry, can we go back and just screenshot that? Because I, I kind of want that. I don't know if I'm gonna find it. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty clever. Yeah. All right. Uh, you all... Got it. You got it. Yeah. One dollar and ninety-eight cents. Please, we miss. Please, we miss. <laughs> no, but I'm gonna get you. I think calling this guy fat so much is like a little bit of an era thing. Calling yeah. him Butterball or Fat Man, Fat Boy, like. I want to read like an analysis of their relationship versus like Tom and Jerry and Roadrunner and uh, uh huh. And what's it called? A lot of these guys did just copy each other like crazy, yeah. the different companies and stuff. Yeah. Because they're all sort of the same cat and mouse thing, but mm -hmm. the relation, the dynamics are all different. <laughs> like how Elmer just starts singing with him. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen it, but I think there are a couple similar things, but I saw this cool guide of, like, uh, animation motion. Mm -hmm. like, you know, the way things, like, stretch and, and uh, I can't, I can't really describe it. It, like, well. fucks with the, fucks with the, um, physics, kind of. Right, exactly. Physics. Really interesting. Hmm. All the principles, or like when they start to run and their legs like rotate and they haven't started to actually move yet. Mm hmm. You know? That's pretty good. Yeah. Way better than the other one. For sure. Team, we need to rate it. I want to say seven. Seven. I, I, I'm going to give it like a 7.8. Or like an eight. We're getting a lot of sevens. Chat thinks it's a seven. Um, I'm trying to Google if this one Red Hot Riding Hood is still in copyright. Because um, it's very funny and not something you'd see now. I don't have anything interesting to say about it, but the whole copyright system, as it relates to like Twitch and YouTube, is fucked. Yeah. Completely fucked. Yeah. Well, like, well, say more, say a little more. I don't know, like, there's this music channel that I like, um, and he, like, will go through famous songs and, like, explain why they're great and, like, play a couple seconds and explain what's going on musically, and, like, he can't, he gets, like, demonetized, or, like, he, they threaten to ban his entire channel because it's, like, famous songs, but, like, that's completely under fair use, like, legally, yeah. just that YouTube is choosing to be more stringent than the law, 
and like this is like a super educational thing like yeah millions of people enjoy and and the dude's like getting his possibly getting his entire channel deleted because of it because he has like two strikes now right yeah totally yeah. there's a lot of that stuff with twitch uh, yeah. there's a lot of that yeah. with like what when this recording goes up there's some chance i'll get it for some random song that was in my supposedly copyright free you know audio right. like music and like who knows if like, this channel is going to try to claim something you know it's a bummer. yeah but like we're not pirating it we're at this is like i mean i don't really know the law too in depth but I, right. I believe that like this is completely you know this is the point of this video is us commenting on on the video not yeah that we're like restreaming it so right it should be fun for us to watch whatever all right so what do you say should we watch one more and then and then call because we have cleared our three hour mark and i feel like we hit all right. the topics I, I really wanted to yeah whatever, whatever you want totally as my lawyer at least agrees all right chat any opinions or, or shaloms since uh since you're honored guest if you want to pick one mm -hmm. my the, the the first one i picked didn't turn out too great so i'll, I'll leave it to the chat <laughs> bounce it to chat all right yankee doodle daffy is an option for hardcore world war ii stuff yeah that sounds cool yankee doodle daffy i'm intrigued all right um boom 1943 let's do it and we're gonna get an ad in two seconds do it ah all right while this is playing i'm gonna order myself some chicken so it'll start delivering nice have it on reorder where, where, where are you based by the way right now chicago suburbs usually i'm in the bay area Deco door, pretty cool. I better hurry. I just got to 10 minutes to catch my plane. Oh, wait, hold on. This is wait, wait. I'm sorry, I'm confused. Porky Pig and Al Elmer Fudd are different people. Okay, I'm just w don't know what happened. The lines crossed in my head. Yeah, they look pretty similar, like peripherally. Right. All right, I'm just gonna add rice. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I just was an idiot and I was focusing on my food. What just happened? Either I was I was mostly focusing on like the background and the, 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 the just, okay, we're sorry. We're, so, yeah. The backgrounds are I yeah, wait, hold on. Let's just look at this shit. Yeah, like I it's super interesting visually. Yeah. Look at that chair. Yeah. Daffy Duck, I love the hat. Actors, agents. 
personal representative of the most sensational discovery since the sweater girl. He's colossal. The what? One might even go so far as to say since the sweater girl. The sweater girl. I don't know. Someone said there's Bugs Bunny Elmer portraits on the wall. Sleepy Lag. Oh my god. <laughs> Picture a packed house. The kids on. The orchestra gives them a four bar vamp, and the kid gives it to him like this. I'm just wild about Harry. M. Harry. Buildings in the back. Yeah. Very Chrysler building esque. Mm. It probably is supposed to be the Empire State, but. Yeah. He's the sweetest chocolate candy, and just like honey from a bee. Oh, I'm just wild about Henry, and he's wild about Ken. Not do without he is from the South. Can't you hear me shout? I feel like I have no idea what's happening, but I like it. <laughs> I really like that lightning graphic design poster on the wall that was there for a second. Mm. Banjo solo. Yeah, I thought these would be a little more comprehensible. I think, okay, I, th I think my interpretation is that Daffy is bamboozling trying to bamboo he's unsuccessfully bamboozling porky into like doing business with him right he's pitching something i think he's pitching the kid as an actor did i completely mix that uh that could be it porky pig is a oh, talent yeah. agent okay okay so he's pitching the kid yeah. let me show you the kid's repertoire Oh god. <laughs> okay. Corn. He's like, fuck this. out of the country.
traveling. He just is the parachute. some sort of musical some sort of cultural context that I'm missing but I I mean I love it right I really like this one he's just he's letting him have it he's doing all of it at once stop it stop it stop it alright let's see what the kid can do okay sleepy <laughs> do your stuff sleepy He's gonna love it. He puts his <laughs> lollipop in the case. I like that. Let's bring time blossom <laughs> again in the garden. <laughs> My heart. Oh my god, what the fuck? <laughs> I want to know his reaction. That was it. That's all we that get. That's all, folks. That was certainly something. Yeah. I think I like that one a little bit more than... It, it had, like, less of a plot than, than the Bugs Bunny one, but I like... I like the aesthetic. Like, the interior design was interesting. Yeah. We got a nine from Oyster. Yeah, yeah, the the. Uh, well, Lathros is not impressed. Lathros six, <laughs> wrecked. This is great. All right, dude. We hit our program. Um, any other since we're since we're on anything else you wanted to throw out? You know, anything you're working on next? Like, what's on the horizon for you? I guess. It's the question. I, I don't can ask. know. Um, I mean, I'd love. I'd love yeah, I, I don't know, and I don't have anything to pitch, really, uh, or plug. Um, but, I mean, feel free to follow me on Twitter. I, f I feel bad because there's so many cool accounts, especially smaller accounts that I want to follow. But I some of you might have noticed I keep my follow following count at a certain mm. number. Mm -hmm. um, I, I think I got it. it it's, uh, it's actually taken a lot of work, but I think at some point I got to stop doing that because I want to follow new people, and it's a pain in the ass. But right. anyways, yeah, so if, you, if anyone follows me on Twitter and I don't follow back i'm sorry but I, I still usually add people to lists and see their tweets um but yeah i i guess um i guess that's it i don't know uh if anyone has any last minute questions and you're gonna keep making uh nfts for a while i presume if the thing if there's still a market for it and people are still in i mean yeah, yeah. Like this one this last one hasn't gotten a bid i i guess i i set the reserve price way too high and i, I think we didn't really talk about it but anyway like yeah i'll still make it because i think people are still interested even if no one bought the last one um to see what you can do you know yeah and and uh you know i, I don't see why not I, i'm having fun and if i if i stop doing that then i'll keep doing similar stuff on twitter totally um, yeah 
Totally. I guess I guess the last thing I would leave everyone out because like a couple of people ask me questions that I feel like my opinion isn't really any more valid than anyone else's. So like you know, uh, yeah. Anything that I said here today is just my opinion only. Some of you are probably a lot smarter than I am, a lot more interesting. You know, all everyone's opinions are valid, and uh, we we like yeah. getting your takes, Shalom's. We like That's getting fair. them. That's um, fair. I, I really appreciate uh, you having me on, man, because, I mean, this was super fun. Totally. Yeah, dude, I, I'm glad to have had you. I mean, in, in particular, because I'm trying to explore, like, how I'm, how, what type of content I'm making, and I... I thought you were going to say your NFT strategy. Yeah, yeah, my NFT strategy. I've got this new right. one. It's got negative one pixels. Um, <laughs> it deletes a pixel from your computer right. um, at random. Uh, it breaks your monitor. No. Um, I'm trying to figure out how to... I don't know. I, you know, I just mm -hmm. like something like I like the idea of as I'm building my platform, like I want to bring great stuff to people and bring yeah. stuff up. And I think the news, the the NFTs are cool. I don't know if it'll be a thing or not. Um, I think there's, some, there's a lot some of people would tell you that you should make a, a curzy token. And, you know, and like so, there are some discords where you have to own a certain amount of a token to to be in the discord. I oh, yeah. don't necessarily know if that's a good idea, but. Should I mint like follower tokens for my mm -hmm. for my Twitch account? That'd be cool. Yeah, my, my friend Miguel just minted uh, Miguel token. He sent me ten thousand of them, and you know, right, it's, it's relatively easy to do. But yeah, I mean, I I wish I had good advice, but I you know, you probably know a lot more about this than me. But you know, I'm confident. You you definitely. I don't even know exactly what your niche is or your vibe or whatever, but right, it's definitely something. It's unique and. I certainly enjoy it. Yes, I mean, yeah. so far the, the the shows have been good, and I do some philosophy yeah. videos and stuff. So I think people interact with people on a regular basis on Twitter, or they're just like aware of them, even if they don't aren't mutuals, and they want to know more about them, like as people, you know. And right. I think, I think uh, you're exploring that, and uh, I think it's super cool. Totally. All right, chat. Unless you've got y'all have anything else for us, uh, we're gonna call it here. Um, thanks for coming by, everyone who's especially, you know, hung on till the end. Good to see you, Lithros Cone. Cone and Magic Squirrel, I don't know if I've seen you before, but think if I haven't missed you, then might might be, but I, don't, I think you're new around these parts. Well, thank you for coming by. Um, yeah. we had a lot of great callers as well. Yeah, and everyone feel free to DM me on Twitter and, you know, hit me up. Any questions, you just want to show me stuff that you're working on, just want to say hi. My Sweet. dreams will, will always be open. All right. There we go.